<clears throat> and now, a reading from the Lesser Key of Solomon. Asmodee, or Asmodeus, the 32nd spirit. He is a great king, strong and powerful. He appeareth before the three heads, whereof the first like a bull, the second like a man, and the third like a ram. He hath also the tail of a serpent. From his mouth issue flames of fire. His feet are webbed like that of a goose. He sitteth upon an infernal dragon, and beareth in his hand a lance with a banner. He is the first and choicest of a maimon. He goeth before all other when the exorcist hath a mind to call him. Let it be abroad. Let him stand on his feet at all times of action with his cap or headdress off. For if it be on, a maimon will deceive him. But as soon as the exorcist seeth Asmodee in the shape as foresaid, he call him by name, saying, Art thou Asmodee, and he will not deny it. And by and by he will bow down unto the ground. He giveth the ring of virtues. He teacheth arts of arithmetic, astronomy, geometry, and all handicrafts absolutely. He giveth true and full answers unto thy demands. He maketh one invisible. He showeth the place where treasure lie, and guardeth it. He amongst the legions of Amaimon governeth seventy-two legions of spirits inferior. His seal thou must wear as a layman upon thy breast. Asmodee. Personally, I like the goose feet. The goose feet is what sells it for me. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. Men the goose you... feet. <laughs> you uh, you lost me almost immediately because you described what Asmodeus looks like, and all I could think of was, is, is Asmodeus a Digimon? Asmodeus does sound like a fucking Digimon! It's a me, a Matty Young. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Pope's a new exorcist. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Oh, I know, I was I was keeping it that one a secret for everybody. I'm hoping it was uh <laughs> it was good. Uh no, welcome to the Devil's Cup Podcast, a podcast about all things uh, and the media that go bump in the night, if it's scary, spook, your spine tingling, we're here to talk about it. Again, I'm Super Matt Young, uh, your co-host, along with my other co-host. Eric Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're here because today we're talking about an exorcist movie. Uh, we had, of course, to bring back Spooky Fiance. Hello. <laughs> uh, that's Heather. Spooky Fiance <laughs> Heather. <laughs> Right, I have a name. Yeah, it's not just it's spooky not fiance <laughs> either. Um, I'm spooky everybody... fiance in the Discord too. So, I how's forget everybody sometimes. doing today? I'm doing all right. Doing doing good. Doing very good <laughs> after that that accent. Thank you. Thank We're you. all shook. 
<laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I forgot my name. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks for joining us today, uh, <laughs> listeners. So, uh, yes, we are talking today about The Pope's Exorcist, a movie where Russell Crowe does his best Super Mario impression, which is uh, timely because, see how this this whole bit works out, because the Super Mario movie also came out recently. It all ties together. I was going to say, did they come out the same weekend? Because that's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. I think they had one weekend in between, but... Well. <laughs> Close enough. Oddly, you Close know, enough. The timing was oddly prescient. What? What? Prescient. The timing was oddly prescient. Oh, oh. You just stopped weirdly, and I was like, is he okay? <laughs> Did he choke? He's coming back. He's coming back from Italy. It's true. I'm, oh. back. I'm back, back from Italy. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so... How did how did everybody like this movie? Quick first impressions before we get to the numbers. Guests first, please. Um, I loved this movie. This movie was much better than Pray for the Devil, which was the last episode I was on. Um, oh yeah, that stinker. Yeah, which is why I was like, please have me back on because I would like to talk about a better Exorcist movie. Um, I loved it. I loved Russell Crowe. Um, he's absurdly phenomenal in his. <laughs> goofy ways um and i had a lot of fun yeah i gotta I, I gotta agree with you i really went into this movie and even after last week i said it at the end of the episode i was really expecting a stinker out of this one i had very little faith in this movie and uh my faith was was shooketh because this movie kicked so much fucking ass uh just completely unearned uh for an exorcism movie i i was i was blown away about 20 minutes in i said to myself like wait a minute do i like this movie and then about (laughs) 30 minutes in i was like oh fuck this movie is great oh no (laughs) yeah i had the that that basically that same reaction and kind of same mental uh, uh state going in like i almost always go into a exorcism movie like pretty skeptical or just waiting for a real fart you know uh i i really i thought i was going to be surprised by uh pray for the devil but that one made it even worse for me and i think helped this movie out because i went it's all it's just going to be dumb and then yeah like you said like 20 minutes in i'm like wait a minute something's happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah this movie is fucking hips shoulders and head above uh pray for the devil i will say as far as a horror movie goes this is not the scariest movie in history this is not you know something that's going to keep you up at night but as far as exorcism movies go i could not have asked for more yeah it's certainly not the scariest or at the very least there was nothing in it that like we haven't already seen a million times yeah um but yeah it's like no conjuring because like the first conjuring really like changed how to do like horror movies for a while um had lots of like new stuff that no one ever seen before this one's pretty by the books but what it does it does well you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, everything looks good the scares while not you know unpredictable are, are are done well still everything's like creepy the effects are good nothing looks like cheesy which i think is really important there's for, one for thing this that looked cheesy <laughs> well, well the movie, get to it 
when the movie wants to be cheesy, it does and it knows what it's doing. Yeah. I think that's another fun part about it. Um, I also really... I think it very conservatively spreads the cheese out yes, it in does. a way that works. <laughs> like a like one of those soft spready cheeses, you know. Yeah. I also really like enjoyed how they were not afraid to like rough up their characters, like mess them up and make them really horrible and not likable we'll talk about that more as we get into it but uh yeah i i i agree especially like the physical stuff like the 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 beating everyone really takes a beating which doesn't happen a lot it's usually the one person who is possessed gets a little gross looking but by the end of the movie they look normal because once the demon leaves i guess none of that mattered uh, but in this one, like, everybody takes a real walloping, which I, I appreciate. Yeah. And Russell Crowe just embodies, like, the most endearing <laughs> uh, exorcist I've, I've ever seen on camera. Like, I, um, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen a man of the cloth if I, be so likable and entertaining. If I ever need an exorcism, I'm going to find him. <laughs> in the afterlife? Yes. Yeah, I was about to say. I hope. I hope you don't mean uh, Father Amorth, because unfortunately, <laughs> he has shuffled off this mortal coil. This is, this is the only exorcist I would ever want. So yeah, for uh, sure. If I can't have him, then just leave me to the devil. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that's the last good point we need to make about our impressions. Is Russell Crowe just stole stole the show, which is good because it was you know his to steal anyway. Um, but yeah, as like, he should. It's he's he's basically his character slots into the same archetype that like uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Stewart or Patrick not Stewart Patrick Wilson um, mm-hmm. fit as the the um, the Warrens. You know he he like because this movie kind of fits that same uh, like story uh, flow where it's like you're introduced to this family first who moves into a haunted house. And then they realize it's haunted and then cut to, like, who are actually, like, the main characters. Yeah, yeah. call the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and exactly. in this case, it's Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's just so good. He's, uh, <laughs> for anybody really confused about that Mario impression right at the beginning, uh, Russell Crowe is just doing this, like, like it's so cartoonish, uh, uh, Ital- uh, like, Italian accent. The, almost the entirety of the movie uh, when he's not, you know, speaking Latin. But he nails it. <laughs> he does nail it, but he it's like... He nails that, it. That's what I like about the movie is they they know. Like, he knows, everyone knows he's being a cartoon character. Uh, but it's played off so well, and he's just so, like Eric said, endearing. Like, you just, you love it. It doesn't feel stupid. It's just a wonderful thing to see. If he was, if he was a priest... I would be religious again. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely I would go take, hang out. I would take advice from this man. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, I want him to tell me that everything will be okay. Yeah, he's he's great. Just great. Uh, I can't believe I, this is coming out of my mouth, but I, I think we got to give big ups to uh, the real-life father, Gabriel Amorth. Uh, he, uh, uh, he, he did die in 2016. But he, uh, as the serving as the exorcist for the Vatican, the head exorcist, uh, he performed, according to him, over a hundred thousand exorcisms while working for the Vatican. Too many. 
too many. He uh, he was an educated man. He uh, he re- he joined a resistance uh, group against the Nazis in 1925. Well, we love that. And after the war, he joined the priesthood uh, and earned a law degree and worked in journalism. Wow. Wow, what a, in eighty six, he was appointed assistant to the uh, cardinal, and the he became the chief exorcist to the diocese of Rome. Damn, he really was the pope's exorcist. Yeah, and he remained in this position uh, until he died in twenty sixteen. That's what I was wondering. In nineteen ninety, I, I saw he died in twenty sixteen, and I was like, was he still an exorcist at that point? Hell yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I don't know how much he was doing, but he was. Oh, he was kicking Demon Dicks in until the day he left. <laughs> That's that. how you get those kind of numbers. It's true. Can't retire. Yeah, they ain't no Trump numbers. Those are big numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absurd. Good for him. Do you think, do you think like Guinness has a section for that kind of thing? Like, you think he's in the Guinness book for most exorcisms? Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. That's a good question. We'll have to check he, into that. He should be. We should write them if they're if he's not but luckily for all of us in the early 90s he wrote a few books uh the first being an exorcist tells his story which later became translated into 30 different languages and became a bestseller worldwide that I believe. so that's where that's where we get all of our fun stories that this movie is based on gotcha love it yeah now the <laughs> Catholic Church has come out uh, after viewing this film and said that they're not particularly stoked on it. Well, you know what? When are they ever fun at a party? But also fuck them. <laughs> yeah, that makes them even more uh, lame. Yeah. This and is why, makes me want to read the books this even is, more. This is why cause... we like to hang out with the devil. He's a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pro-devil podcast. Uh, one last fun fact about Father oh, yeah, Gabriel. He was a big fan of the movie The Exorcist. Yeah, I did. He, I did read oh, that that was that. one of his favorite movies, which is just so fun. Yeah, he he met with the director a few decades after it come out, and he explained uh, that he himself is not afraid of the devil, but in in fact, the devil fears Father Amorth because he is so much uglier than the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, this. Oh, man, he's the best. That's fantastic. <laughs> wow. Yeah, his sense of humor uh, was translated extremely well into this role. Yeah, I got it. I definitely want to do some more read, more reading on this guy. Yeah, what yeah. a what a character. <laughs> what a person. Um, but yeah, so why don't tell I... me more about movie? Yeah, tell me numbers. I do, I do, uh, I do numbers. the numbers, the box office stuff. All right, so Pope's Exorcist uh, came out on uh, April 14th, uh, so it's a 2023 movie. It had a budget of $18 million, and it actually made $9 million its opening weekend, so already made almost half its budget back immediately. It is currently, as of, uh, I believe, the 20th or the 22nd, it has made a worldwide uh, gross of $52 million, so... Made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, How much did you say the budget was? $18 million. 18. Wow, that's fucking insane. <laughs> uh, considering Pray for the Devil had a $2 million budget. Oh, wow. Huh. Well, that might explain it then. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were definitely, you know, uh, hoping for some returns on this movie. But like I said, 52 million uh, worldwide right now. So they did it. Uh, it was directed by Julius Avery, who, uh, if anybody's seen Overlord, he was the director of Overlord. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. That explains some things. It was written by actually like a handful of people. It, their screenplay was by Michael Petroni. Uh, and Evan Spiliotopoulos. Uh, the screen stories were written by uh, Dean McCreary, Chester Hastings, uh, screen story also by Jeff Katz, and they credit uh, Gabriel Morth himself uh, as a writer for his two books about his life. As they should. <laughs> uh, Cast-wise, we've of course, uh, we got Russell Crowe, which, fun fact, this is Russell Crowe's very first horror movie. Oh. Oh, good I for like him. That. All what the years he's been on the scene. This is his very first one. And you know what? Way to pick it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd like to see him in something a little scarier, something a little, something a little creepier. Well, hopefully they'll, they'll amp up the creepy for Pope's Exorcist too. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, my, my fingers are crossed. I haven't prayed in a very long time. <laughs> my fingers, my toes, everything's crossed. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> I, yeah, and we'll talk about why I, it definitely could happen uh, a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so Russell Crowe is Father Gabriel Amorth. We've got uh, Daniel Zavato as Father uh, Esquibel. What, what was his name? I guess Esquibel is how you pronounce it. Um, he was actually the kid who gets uh, fucked to death at uh, in It Follows. Oh my god, I thought I knew his face from somewhere. Oh, you know what? That's so funny. I think funny. he was the shitty boyfriend in uh, Don't Breathe also. Oh, he would be the guy that gets fucked to death and it follows. Yep, yep, yep. He really was. Uh, we also got uh, Alex Esso uh, as Julia. We know her from Midnight Mass as the like um, mom in the old lady makeup for half the series. She's in like all of those, by the way. She's apparently also in Bly Manor. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, you know that you know Flanagan's always mixing up his actors and, and all this stuff. The Midnight stuff. Club, which is one we have not. Watched, no, we haven't watched that one. It's pretty good. She's also um, Wendy Torrance in Doctor Sleep. Oh wow, yeah, you're right. She was. Oh, that's fun. Uh, we got Franco Nero as the Pope. We got Peter D'Souza Feone as Henry, the little boy, uh, and as the uh, young daughter. We have Laurel Marsden, who Eric doesn't know her, but she was the bully chick in Miss Marvel for oh. the uh, for the Marvel nerds out there. I didn't make that connection. <laughs> Why would you? She also looks very different in this movie. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, anything beyond that, we've got some, uh, I think some trivia. I already said that this is Russell Crowe's very first horror movie. Um, but also apparently he came up uh, <laughs> with, with the idea of Father Amorth riding the Vespa everywhere he goes. Oh my God. Oh, really? He's a yeah. genius. <laughs> Apparently he was Fuck. driving, like he was, he was watching, he was in Rome and he saw, you know, actual priests like puttering around everywhere on their Vespas. And he was like, I want to do that the whole movie. Oh my God. Th those scenes. Stroke of genius. Yeah. That were, th I think the vest, the first time I saw him on the Vespa in this movie really like sold me on it. I was like, okay, this is, this one's for me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he I did not start with the rose colored glasses. No, he so like became. <laughs> He became more crazy looking. When he got went. the hat, the rose-colored glasses on the Vespa. With the, with the scarf? With the scarf. Dead. I was dead. I was like, this, I need this. I print it, put it on the wall. 
This oh, is dude, I would fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love can we this. take a screenshot? We'll get the we'll get the Blu-ray of this movie. We'll take a screen grab of one of those scenes and we'll send it to one of those like print on a canvas. We're gonna send it to like, Eric to frame at. I was about to say I can do he that. He can do it for us. I can handle it. And we'll put it up in the apartment or house when we move to Atlanta. I like this plan. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much like all the, there's lots of other like trivia, but it's not really like nothing too crazy. I think those are the, the most fun, fun things. What a genius. Yeah. Yeah. The Vespa. But yeah, I mean, so do we, uh, I, I, if you couldn't tell, we all like the movie. Surprisingly, this movie really came out of nowhere and went, and went the distance when, I mean, maybe it is because we were so underhyped for it. We were like, whatever the opposite of hype is, you know? <laughs> No, I wasn't. Listen, I go into most, I go into the, because I am into the supernatural and possession and all those types of movies. Yeah. Um, I go into all of them very optimistic because I just want them to be good. That's fair. Um, They're characteristically not. (laughs) But I go in optimistic, unlike these two who were like giving it shit before it even happened. Yeah, I personally have a problem with uh, depictions of, demonic possession and exorcism as a whole because i have a problem with the church but as someone who studies abrahamic lore and jewish mysticism uh, i found this this movie to be spot on killer (laughs) (laughs) no notes (laughs) yeah you know what we should do sometime uh we should do like a tier list for the exorcism movies or something like that also do like a little bit of a deep dive on exorcism movies in general I'm here for it. Put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, stay tuned for that one. <laughs> but for now, let's tackle the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, we'll just hop into, uh, so yeah, everyone go see this movie and then, you know, start the podcast again and, and <laughs> listen to us talk about it. Go watch it. Go. I know that there's a lot of stuff in the theaters right now that obviously you want to go see. Mario's out. Evil Dead just came out this same weekend. Uh, so that's obviously a must see, but if you, if you get the opportunity and the, you got a little bit of extra time in your schedule, go see this movie. It is so worth it. It is so much fun. Just call in sick and catch a matinee. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Play hooky. Sorry. Can't come in today. I'm, I'm possessed by the devil. Bye. Uh, Yeah. That's a, they'll believe that one. All right. So let's get into it. Transition noise. All right. So the movie opens up. Um, do you remember what year it is? It's like 1970 something, I think 71. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we're in, um, not Torea, it's Tropea, sorry. Um, and Father Amorth, uh, good old Russell Crowe, he, he's, he comes, uh, he shows up in a, in a nice little, uh, little vehicle. He's in this town to, uh, cause somebody thinks that their son needs an exorcism, uh, and they've brought him in to scope it out essentially this is not a city of any sorts no, this like is a, a very small, small, small village. village uh and so he gets in there he he gets in there uh the whole family's there there's like a mother a father a young girl who's like cash very casually coloring like if i was in the same house which has like seemingly no doors just like curtains um with like my brother who is actively possessed, like I would not be able to just color in, you know, the red barn <laughs> while he's ten feet from me. <laughs> I would not be in that house. <laughs> I would be long gone. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, he gets in. He has like a, a little conversation with with the daughter and tells her, 
um, to, you know, he like basically says like, oh, we're going to need like, he's trying to comfort her. He says like, we're going to need your help most of all. Like your, your prayer will be the best for, for this. Then he goes into the back room and the brother's like tied down to the bed. He's all just gnarly looking. Uh, he's, you know, his veins are like busting out because he's like straightening to get out of his bed. Um, and uh, so Father Amorth like sits down and it becomes like pretty apparent that he doesn't believe that this guy's actually possessed um because he's like he starts asking him he's like talks to the you know quote demon and he's speaking to him in latin that's how they like say um they they, he says how do you know he's possessed when he first comes in and they're like oh well he's speaking in like tongues he's like he's speaking i think they say he speaks english and he's never spoken english before Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. He tries. He's trying to to suss out whether or not this guy is actually possessed, or if this guy has some issues. Because Father Amorth himself will admit that ninety eight percent of the people who get, you know, who call up the Vatican for an exorcist, they're just having a mental health crisis. Um, and he's far more interested in the two percent of people that actually need exorcisms, according to him. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to vet the subject now and figure out, like, okay, well, if he's speaking English, do they have a TV? Is there any way he might have learned English? Like, so he sits down to talk to him and really suss out the details. Yeah, and so one important thing he does is ask the demon. He's like, "Well, if you're the demon, you know, if you're if you're a demon, then it means you know everything. So what's my name?" And like the guy, uh, the you know, quote possessed guy, he like. Did, dodges the question and like is like well i don't need to know your name or like i know your name i know everything and but he doesn't actually answer it and so uh, you know amorth is like hmm uh until eventually he like asks the people to bring in i like they to bring in the this pig because they have this like big fat hog that they like bring in from outside um and he starts to you know, perform an exorcism and he like is taunting the demon. He's like, if you're so powerful and you can like possess anybody, then prove it to me. Cause I don't believe you're a demon. Uh, and he's like, and then, you know, prove it to me and jump in this pig, which I think is like such a, such a funny ploy. This threw me for a little, I was like, what, what? It's, 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 it's a very biblical reference. So like in, in the Bible where Jesus exercises a man who is possessed by legion, you know, the we are many, yeah. I am legion situation. Okay. He casts out the many demons into a herd of pigs, oh. and then the pigs throw themselves off a cliff. So I think it's very funny that he was like, let me bring a pig in here. I'm going to throw this guy into a mm. pig. I know the pig move. Pig moves top. Yeah, exactly. You'd think Love the it. demons would also know the pig move. You would think. <laughs> you would. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, he pro- he progresses with the exorcism, and the, he, he, like, gets, like, starts taunting him more and more until eventually the demon's like, fine, I'll be, he basically, I don't remember exactly what he says. We've only, listeners, we've only seen the movie once in theaters, you know, so bear with us if we miss some things. Um, so, so I He's calling his bluff. He's like, yeah. if you're so, if you're a big bad demon, then you should be able to jump into this pig. No problem. Yeah, and I no the issue. Says, it's just he, a dumb pig. He basically does the equivalent of like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and the guy, you know, the, the 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 climax of the exorcism comes like the he's the voices are all you know loud and the demons like you know the guy possessed like twitches and a loud noise happens and then he like just collapses and then the pig starts like squealing like crazy and the farmer dude uh, who owns the pig just like slits its throat it's so brutal and I'm like oh no the pig 
Well, he blows its head off with a shotgun. Yes, he slits its throat and then just bla- finishes it off by blasting it. <laughs> but I guess, you know, Which, they're probably going to eat that one anyway, so. Yeah. But I guess, will they not now? I don't know. Demon- I, I, I don't know if it. I would eat the demon pig meat. Yeah, uh, no, I think not demon anymore. pig meat probably is even better. No. It's so metal. Oh. <laughs> Sous vide oh, from the inside. <laughs> uh, but But we do find out, I mean... Do we find out, like, much later? I mean, it's pretty clear that this guy wasn't possessed. Like, Father Unworth says, like, admits that almost immediately. He's like, no, he wasn't really possessed. Like, he just, you know, needed some theater, I think, is his line. I just can't get over I was like, look, I don't condone animal violence. I hate it. I, I usually hate watching movies that have it. But I was like, man, if that's a way to actually get rid of a demon, that's... Why aren't we doing that? Yeah, right? It's, it's, it's a good move. But again, it might be because the demons are like, we know that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it's an old move. It's like a Gospel of Mark old move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I loved it, though. Have never seen it depicted, so uh, it was fun. But now with this demon vanquished, we, we fast forward to the 80s. We skip to a, uh, a family driving down a... They're in Spain, right? In, in this, yes, mm-hmm. they're they're driving along the Spanish coast yeah. across hill and highway. They're headed to their new home, some sort of. Uh, it it honestly looks like a castle, but it, it's it's yeah. a abbey. Uh, it's an abbey. It's so an it's abbey. Like, it's yeah. kind of close. It's like it's like a basically a religious castle, like because it it's uh, an abbey just is like a church with extra storage space essentially. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the family is, this is uh, Julia, Henry, and Amy. Um, Julia is like your pretty standard horror movie mom. She's just a, she's a brunette who has marriage troubles. Oh, no, not marriage troubles. <laughs> I guess I guess the death in the marriage is a marriage trouble, right? I would say it's marriage. I, w- I would say it is post-marriage troubles. She is a widower who has children. Yeah, or not a widower, a widow who has children. Yeah, um, she has this a son who doesn't talk because uh, we of a reason we find out later. And Amy, who's the uh, rebellious '80s punk, you know, she's got her she's got her uh, thick eyeliner and her jacket and short shorts. She's just all over the place with rebellion. Some nice chunky Walkman headphones. Oh yeah, she's got them big <laughs> headphones that she never takes off. Uh, yeah, you know, so, you know, pretty standard family. So I actually have one. My my like one of my few problems with this movie is I feel like that having the son is like un- completely unnecessary. Except except really? I guess they wanted like the creepy little kid factor. Well, because the son's not a character because he's mute, so we we never hear him talk. He has like no personality. So when he eventually spoiler like gets possessed, I'm like, well, I don't whatever. I don't really know him anyway. Maybe he's like an asshole kid. I don't know. But you actually get all of the characterization is given to the daughter who, you know, if she was just possessed the whole time, I think I would have felt more like something more about the stakes. But that's still minor. That's a very minor. I think it's I think it's it's a reasonable observation. I I, I just think they they were definitely leaning into the scary kid. Yeah. And they were definitely like, it's an easy move to make, you know? Yeah. Just. You can sympathize a little bit easier for the, you know, the kid who's going through the loss of his father versus yeah. the 
angsty teen yeah. who's going through the loss of her father. <laughs> yeah, and she's just a dick the whole movie, but, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if they, you know, if they gave a little more time to backstory of the family, then maybe you would feel differently. But I don't think taking him out completely would be the right move because I, I think the not speaking, being in a bad place after the father's death is what kind of ultimately creates him to be open yeah, they do say such that. a thing. Yeah, I mean, I but mean, that's just yeah. like typical demonic possession movie. Yeah, like I said, it's it's even then my feelings on it are very minor. I was just like, if I have to nitpick, you know, because yeah. that's really what I'm doing with this movie. Anything bad is like I, I love. I had such a good time watching it. Like I can't really even say anything is like drastically wrong with it. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so the family is, and this I was curious the whole movie. Like, who was this dad? Because he died, and apparently, like, right before he died, or maybe even after, they found out that he inherited this decrepit Sp- Spanish seaside abbey. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was he? Um, and now they're here because because this, the father died. Um, they're on, like, really hard times financially. Like, they have no money. So they have to... The plan is to... She, the mother... Uh, Julia has moved the whole family to Spain to fix up this abbey to then like flip it and sell it and that's how they're gonna like get out of this hole that they're in yep um but again like who who just inherits an ancient abbey in the middle of Europe hey listen it's yeah like, it, uh, it's like it, the um <laughs> you know you find out that you are a long lost princess you know it's I find it is it is very Princess Diaries. <laughs> it's true. I I find out that uh, that like Nigerian kings need to be like every other week. So it's I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody emailed yeah, me man. and was like, "Your husband it inherited this Spain, this abbey in Spain," I'd be like, mm-hmm, "Do you want my social security number now?" Or you know what? Maybe this is maybe this is just. Maybe this isn't an exorcist movie. It's just a movie to warn you about scammers. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, probably <laughs> a, a great concept for a movie. <laughs> uh, and then once they get there, you know, they look around. This place is gorgeous. I think this is like this set of this movie yeah. um, does does so much like heavy lifting. Not that it like the rest of the movie needed it, but like it's just the setting is so cool. It is gorgeous. You know what it feels like? Yeah. I, I meant to say this earlier, Eric, but. This movie feels like, like almost like if you told me it took place in like hell, the Hellboy world. Like if you told me Mike Mignola made a comic that was this, I'd be like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, I would definitely say in the the last third of the movie that that definitely comes together. Yeah, uh, it feels very comic the, booky uh, to me, and mm. not in a bad way. It just I, like it, it does no. feel like something based that would have been based off a comic book. I think we we talked about it before in uh, my best friend's exorcism but usually exorcist movies boil down to two different types of movies you have the movie that is very serious about religion and kind of lets it become a christian superhero movie in a way and then you have the movie where the solution for the exorcism is nothing to do with the church and the church gets cucked out completely <laughs> but i think this movie really leans so hard the other way to superhero movie yep. in a way that i have not seen successfully since maybe like i don't know the con the constantine movie with uh oh yeah for keanu sure. reeves yeah 
That one got, you know what, that one got a lot of flack for a while. It's one of those movies that, that has gotten this sort of, like, renaissance where now all of a sudden people appreciate it. I never saw that one. It's it's not bad. Kind of, like, it's, it's kind of fun. It's yeah, kind it's, of a lot of fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's Keanu. Everyone loves him. I'll, we'll watch him with it in anything. <laughs> Um, but we leave our family yeah. in Spain and we cut to Rome. We get uh, a modern day Father Morth. He is standing in this like uh, well, you're forgetting one almost important like part. atrium. The we the family sort of like starts exploring the house like it, individually. Like the daughter obviously has to go check out like the bathroom in her room, but the son like finds this like creepy demon mask. Go figure. Um, and he walks through that house and he like goes down like to a hallway, like as like some construction workers go past him and he sees like this hole in the wall. And this is when he smells the demon fart. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so Step this, one in identifying a demon. Yeah. The, the fart, yeah, the fart smell, the fart smell. Yeah. The son is like in the basement, like looking around, he spots a big old hole and he sees something like past the hole and he smells something stinky and that's the demon fart. So he is... Step one of demon infection has been accomplished. Smell the demon fart. And then this is when we get, uh, like you were saying, we go back to, uh, we cut to Father Amorth, but this is the first time we see him on the Vespa. He's, he's, he's bopping through the streets of Rome on his way to work one day, and this is when he gets in uh, to a room, and there's a bunch of, uh, what are they called, cardinals? Yes, if they have the red cap, they are cardinals. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of cardinals at a table. He's at like a hearing. I mean, maybe it's more of an inquisition. That's kind of what the church is into, <laughs> I mean, inquiring. It is a hearing, but you're but in this specific case it does feel more like an inquisition. <laughs> he's uh he's led into the room and uh there's a panel of what are we looking at four or five different cardinals and uh they're calling into question his his role in the modern day church. There's a younger cardinal who seems to be dead set on phasing out this idea of um, exorcism as a whole. He finds that it is it is more of a detriment to the church's reputation than it is an aid. And Father Morth very humbly uh, kind of rebukes him. And uh, they, they, there's talk of how... The devil is most satisfied when humans pretend he doesn't exist. Yes, which is, I loved that line. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also, like, good. yeah, this this one cardinal, this young guy, he's he's definitely a business-facing uh, version version of the of He the sucks, <laughs> and he gets what, come, what comes to him. <laughs> yes, he does, in, in, in a really wonderful way. But he's kind of leading the inquiry, right? He's, he's trying to really put the stakes to him yeah he because because it's bad for business that basically what his character is 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 yep. just religious businessman um but and again this whole time russell crowe is just chewing the scenery he's having such a good time he's he's like all of his responses are just quippy little oh, like little yeah little i feel like he had a fucking blast doing this movie like he was just loving it just loving it there he tries to leave and they're like you know like you have to stay here and listen to us and this is when he's like the pope is my boss so talk to my boss if you want to fire me <laughs> they're trying to put the screws to him because uh you know 
they uh, they heard about the unsanctioned exorcism he performed in the very beginning of the movie where he killed the pig. Yeah, and, and this uh, is where he's kind he of says, trying uh, to explain to them yeah. that you know most people don't need an exorcism; they need a little bit of theater, a little bit of uh, sort of playing into their um, psychosis yeah. and treating them on their terms, which is dangerous and ill-advised in any sense. But for this movie, this is how he does his job. So I, I, you know, you can't really argue with him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a romanticized version of that idea. Real life, probably not the best thing, but it works here in, in this world. You know, we do get a little hint as to an exorcism in his past mm-hmm. where things may have not gone so swimmingly as the last one. Yeah. But he seems to be kind of perturbed about that, and that's where he takes his leave, and he's like, look, if you got issues with me, you could take it up with my boss. Oh, what's that? My boss is the Pope. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and he does this, like, again, this funny little thing. Like, they're yelling at him when he's trying to leave. They're like, um, they're like, Father Morth, and he goes, cuckoo, and just, like, and, like, pieces out. <laughs> like, he doesn't even look at him, and just, it's just so funny. Uh, and then, so after that, this is when we cut back to the family again. It's like, I don't know what how many nights they've been here or if this is like their first night. But um, the mother... I think this is their first night as they're starting to settle in. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and the mother hears some like weird noises, I think. And, and she like starts stalking through the house to find where it comes from. And she ends up in the son's room um, and he's listening to... Uh, some music and then isn't he listening to like heavy metal yeah it's like crazy loud music <laughs> and... heavy metal music this like how old is he eight yeah well i mean he's... Hey, it's the 80s man and heavy metal is in full and th- swing and he's possessed by Just... a fart demon anyway so he didn't seem like a kid <laughs> to listen to metal music and uh so this is when we cut downstairs to where the kids smelled the fart earlier um, to construction workers, which I guess they're, what are they working at like midnight? Or do you think it's just because the family's like jet lagged? Do you think it's like a normal yeah, time Yeah, I of was day? confused by that too. I was like, is it the middle of the night? And like, why are these guys still here? <laughs> um, I'm wondering if I'm maybe it's confused. not the night. It's just the afternoon and they're jet lagged. So they, they, they're taking a nap. Well, it could also, it could think, be early morning too. Yeah, you're right. Because I think they show like, after what you're about to say happens, I'm pretty sure they show outside and it's night. So, yeah. or maybe they. <laughs> a little confused. Either way, but, I think these construction workers are here way, way past quitting time. Um, but like Eric said, it could also just be like early morning. Yeah, so. yeah, you're right. And so they are downstairs and they find the fart hole that the kids smelled earlier and they oh notice it because I guess this is the first time they've noticed it. And like they reach in and they like I think they like knock something loose and see even more of like this like symbol that's back there. Yeah, so it's like they see this like hole in the wall which seems to be like double walled in. Yeah. So they kinda like try to push some debris out from the second wall that's behind the first one where they can look through and they notice some sort of like uh inscription, mm-hmm. sort of like a, a stone seal carved into something. So they push some bricks out of the way and it causes the seal to crack. And they they can't really get a good look in there, so what do they do? They light a flare in a small enclosed tunnel <laughs> under a ancient abbey in Spain. And you know what? By gosh, there's a gas leak and they <laughs> blow themselves halfway across the fucking continent. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what happens. You can't you can't play with fire around demon farts, man. You can't play with gas leaks like that. <laughs> yeah. But 
we we smash cut to outside where there's an ambulance and the the workers being loaded in and the foreman on the job is like that's it i'm calling it off i'm taking all my guys off the job it's dangerous here i can't have my guys working here we're out of here and she's like well what do you know you got to stay here and you got to fix everything going on in my my castle my castle castle is under construction yeah you can't just leave now yeah, she's she's basically like because she had right she had a conversation earlier with the daughter like the daughter is mad because she moved them all away and she's like we just need to fix this up and then we can go back and we'll have all the money we need to survive. Um, yeah. And now this is uh, I mean for when if you're flipping a house this is prob this is like the worst news you can get. <laughs> yes. Yes, that there's a giant gas leak under your house <laughs> yeah. and two of the laborers just blew themselves up lighting a flare. Yeah, yeah. not good news. Uh, Let me know. tell you, OSHA be all over this. Yeah. Well, you know, at least at the very least, I, you know, maybe Spain's not as you know, eighty Spain wasn't as litigious as as we are in, you know, it probably 19, wasn't two thousand twenty Americas. But um, yeah. So those, so she's the Julia's distraught because like, what the fuck is she gonna do? Um, we see another shot again of the that symbol uh, that's cracked. We hear some spooky noise. Uh, there's like a slow pan, like zoom out, and then we cut to uh, the sun. Henry is in bed and he's, I mean, he's doing the, the possession 101. His like eyes are rolled back. He's <laughs> having a little seizure. Here in the he bed. goes. I got to give it to this kid. He does a very good herky jerky possession seizure. Yeah, he does. he does a good job. He does a good job. I, you know, I wasn't saying he should be out of the movie because he wasn't a good actor. He, you know, he was having a good time and I think he, he did his job. You know, the daughter's there with the, with him. Uh, Amy's there. And then she, you know, as he's seizing, she screams for Julia um julius shows up they both try to like stop him and then suddenly uh he like stops seizing and then he sits up and he says something you know something demony and creepy uh and then he just proceeds to like i I honestly thought these wounds were going to be a lot worse than they were (laughs) but he basically like claws (laughs) me too down from his like forehead all the way down his face um, and now he does have like the scar or the you know the scrapes the whole movie but like the sound design like the sounds the scraping made i was like oh no because i thought he was like really digging in there yeah i mean it looks like he's trying to peel an orange and the orange is his head (laughs) there's a lot of cuts cut right to uh henry in like an mri right that's what that's called he's getting an mri yes yes he's getting a scan and it's some good sound design again because like inside those machines it is loud as fuck there's a gigantic magnet zooming around your head super fast and it gets so loud in there i've never had one of those it's so pretty I awful i have no idea what it's like not not fun at all don't it recommend uh and this is you know then we we see uh julia the mom is like outside she's consulting some doctors and this is where we get the classic like nothing's medically wrong with him and she's like but how could that yes. be like oh my god every the, every the obligatory health and science fails to provide any answers scene yeah yeah yeah. And you know what? I don't believe it. I feel like you would notice something going on weird in the brain if there was a demon. I refuse to believe it would be completely I mean, I can't speak to it. I can't speak to Italian healthcare. But, I, can't, uh... I can't speak to the healthcare in Italia. <laughs> this is why you call the Yeah, Vatican. this this scene perplexed me because I'm like, they're just trying to like shove this mom and her son who went through a traumatic experience out the fucking door. They're like, there's nothing wrong with him. Get out. Yeah, they're like, there's nothing wrong. Get out. You're frustrating me. And I'm like, Jesus. 
look, it's universal health care. They got other people to treat. I guess it's true. <laughs> it's also, true. this is Spain. Um, Not but Italy, this, but... <laughs> oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Just throwing that out there. But this is where we do find out um, that not only did the husband die, but they were in a car crash. Well, we find out that they were in a car crash, the father died, and now, as a result, yeah. uh, the son has the, the not talk, spoken yeah. since the car crash. Right, and so they're like, oh, the doctors are like, oh, well, that's it. You know, he's traumatized because his dad died, so that's why he's not talking. There's nothing wrong with him. Send him on his way. <laughs> And it sucks because she has to work through a translator to speak to the Spanish doctor. And kind of oh, as the like doctor the is being pulled away to another case, he's kind of like, ah, psychosis. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah. I just. Bad. Bad. <laughs> bad advice. Bad, bad all around. Bad. And then, yeah, we cut back to the house. They they have the kid in bed. Uh, one, I, I do like another thing about this movie is that they waste no time. This kid goes from nothing to full on like 10th level possession like immediately there, there's no build-up which is fine you know it's just immediately this kid is hi- like hyper fucked up by this demon well i mean we're dealing with the big boy demon and i think we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a little bit True. but it's it's, it's i think it's reasonable yeah. considering the grandeur yeah you're right you're right um yeah so they get home the kids in bed they're giving him like ice baths <laughs> maybe he's got a fever that has to be it right um <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's burning up. Yeah, and the daughter Amy, she goes down to like get more ice, and the mom's doing something else, uh, and all of a sudden, all the power goes out, and the son Henry like does the creepy like sit sh- like straight up, you know, like and, and uh, the mom comes in to like console him, uh, and like uh, Amy is downstairs wandering around with a big flashlight. I think she's looking to like turn on the power yeah she's looking for the breaker and uh as she's doing that she turns on the power and right as she does that we cut back up and this is this is the booby grab scene right oh sh- oh mm-hmm. my god yeah yeah this is part of what i was talking about like they're not afraid to be like ugly icky. and icky and and yeah, well i mean <laughs> mean to their characters no it's a good thing because like you know that's they 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 say that this is how you know demons act. Possessed yeah, people yeah, possessed are, people yeah. are, and you know, demons. but like they like to not show it in movies, like as 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 much as you know, like as what is the word I'm looking for? As accurately, I'll just say gratuitously. Um, yeah, as gratuitously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Which is crazy because the you know you have the original Exorcist. I mean, Reagan was like masturbating with that cross, you know. Yeah, that's... Oh, the, the she was time. a fucking terror, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was happy to see that that aspect of it. I mean, like, this kid, just as he goes, curses, says some real filthy things. Oh, yeah, love it. Some you got real it. filthy things. I mean, you know what? He's no he's no deadite, but uh, he gets pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Henry, like, he, like, is sitting up, and he, his mom's, like, trying to comfort him, and he just starts just, like honking her boobies like this guy. i'm wondering if this is like, if it's like a, a stunt hand grabbing this boob because otherwise this was the best day of this kid's life it might have been stunt titties who knows but he, yeah he's really honking them like they're gonna you know squeak or something and she immediately kind of pulls away she's like what are you doing and he's like milk give me it give me it yeah, he's like you never breastfed me mommy <laughs> it's good. It's classic demon stuff. No, it's yeah, always fun it's... to see a little pervy demon. 
she is disgusted and repulsed and jumps up off the bed and as just in time for their daughter to run into the room and he lifts his shirt up and you can see that hate has been scratched into his flesh and it looks like yeah. he has like this big scarification of like letters across his stomach and they're like oh my god uh this is when the other uh priest is brought in I, and again i forget his name um so i'll just the actor's name is uh, is daniel zavada so i'll just say dan shows up father dan um and it's so we funny saw him a little bit earlier when they arrived yeah but he was the they... one he's like because it's he's the local right and so he knows the abbey yes. because oh, like, he yeah. lives there because i made a comment in the theater i was like i love how they just, like, you arrive at your new house and here's the priest you yeah. know like what <laughs> who invited you to my house they're always showing up unannounced those guys um so this is when father dan uh they're like he's like all right i'm gonna go check on your son i'll be right back and he goes in and closes the door and like barely like two seconds go by and he's blasted out the door yes thrown through the door like a fucking muppet into this cabinet (laughs) yes and then we swing the camera into the room We swing the camera into the room and the the, uh, kid's like, wrong fucking priest. (laughs) Oh, right. Because he demanded that he was like, bring me the priest. So they bring him the one they've met. And yeah, he's like, wrong one. And this is when we cut to the the Pope and then uh, Father. uh, The sexiest Pope that I've ever uh, seen. Yeah, he's like hot Dumbledore Pope. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like when everyone was like, yo, Dumbledore is hot in these new movies. Yes. He's got a nice, he's got a nice Italian tan. He's got a a very, uh, (laughs) well-kept beard. Oh, yeah. He's he's got a good-looking beard. And he's he's got that giant Pope ring, too. He's looking good. (laughs) Oh, he's got the bling. Yeah, he's got Got the bling. And so he's, you know, he's praying. Uh, Father Amorth shows up. And basically, uh, this is where he tells him, like, hey, there's this, like, dangerous possession happening in spain i need you to go check it out and you know verify it um and the whole uh you know the reason why because the father amorth is like well what's so special about this one i mean i'll go but like (laughs) why you seem so concerned and he's like the pope says something along the lines of like because we've had to deal with this specific abbey before and he also kind of hints to the the uh the the problem going on within the papacy where he he feels that he's try that they're trying to phase him out. Uh, yeah, they're yes. you know claiming that he's infirm and he's sick and he's not all there in the head. Meanwhile, you know he bros up with Russell Crowe and he's like, "I'm good. I'm just old, but I'm good." Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so this is when uh, we get a little little study montage with with Father Amorth. He he does all the research on the Abbey, and they suddenly like immediately have like all these documents on the family, even though they've been possessed for like a day. And it's a half. so funny. He's in this huge Vatican <laughs> library with all these like uh, scholar, yeah, <laughs> monks. I don't know why. It's not. It's like. We're in 1980, like, somewhere between three and seven, and all these guys are walking around in, like, monk hoods with, like... Yeah, they all have... They, they, <laughs> they, you, like, can't see their faces. It's just very weird. Yeah, and it's like, do they... It's like, can't I just wear, like, some jeans? Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very strange. I love that kind of thing, though. Yeah, I think that's so funny. Well, I think the reason... And to speak to what you were saying about... Um, like he has all this information on. It. I think he was just looking at like the 
medical records of the kid. Oh, yeah, he was. It's just crazy that they have all of that info so quickly. Just right. already already filed away, too. Like, it's just in these It's been faxed. Books. They had fax machines. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was faxed. It's, it's, the, it's the decade of the, the fax and the beepers, right? The fax. Did beepers come around in the 90s? I don't know. I think we had late 80s beepers. Can you, okay. can you imagine father more with also a beeper i would love a 90s romp with him for the next movie a, a beeper just attached to his robes like with the rose-colored glasses and the hat yes love it it would be wonderful <laughs> perfect timing for the rose-colored glasses and hat because here we have him trekking across oh, yes. the fucking continent on a moped Spain. <laughs> that would have taken a long time how far do those things go? Although I will give it to him. It's a Ferrari. It, it is, is a Ferrari. Oh, mm. It's a great little... He's he's putting around in style this whole movie. <laughs> but it, honestly, every shot of him driving this is fantastic. Oh, and yes. it, all the shots are so good. Like, the cinematography here is just spot on. Lots of good, like, framing with the camera. It, I, I really loved it. And again, the set is just, uh, like, a real star in this movie. It, it, it's like a treat to look at this Abbey anytime you get a good shot of it. But he pulls up to that. He pulls up to the Abbey, and there's like a bit of a courtyard in the middle, and there's no one outside to greet him. So he kind of like lets himself into this courtyard. Is this in um, the front? It's like yes. Okay, because yeah, when I was watching it in the theater, I was like, did he just like walk into the backyard? <laughs> like, <laughs> he just nobody's at the door, so I'm just gonna. Well, yeah, Walk I mean, around back. Very open spaces. Um, so. But yeah, okay. I'm seeing. So funny. Now. He's freshening. Yeah. Up, he's freshening up in in the courtyard. He like so puts a little funny. holy water on a rag and wipes his, his armpit pits. sweat yeah. out. Yeah, he's got to be presentable, and he just drove probably like 48 hours straight on a Vespa through this you know Italian Spain countryside. I don't want to say relatable, but like humanizes him. And I love yes, it. yes. There I you go. It. Makes him makes him a very human character mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah. But this is where he kind of meets up with the local priest and they they kind of get to know each other a little bit and uh Father Amort's like, "Oh, you want a little swig off this uh <laughs> this whiskey here? It's you, you know, I I got I got the dust in my throat from the road. <coughs> Just got to wet the whistle here." I love his little in his little tiny disc flask that he whips out. I I, I like he's just he, he's like curb, curbing that uh, that stress from exorcism the whole movie. Like, hey, you want a little, want a little whiskey? You know what? Fair. <laughs> I love him. That he's just so funny. And this is where he brings him in, introduces him to the family. But like, they didn't know that he was coming. So like, the like Pope appointed exorcist just like shows up on your doorstep and is like, I'm gonna uh, try and see what's going on with your son. I'd be like, Yeah, and for. <laughs> For a family that they talk about it here is not religious at all, to just kind of like show up is kind of funny. Um, it, it's like if the Ghostbusters yeah. called you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a little strange. They're like, hey, we heard you got something going on down there. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's when I would start to panic that, oh shit, this is something real because uh, they said the Pope's exorcist down Yeah, here. right. <laughs> Now, I'm just thinking of the Ghostbusters. Like, now, I know usually you call us. That's what the song says. <laughs> We're making house calls. <laughs> so he goes up to see our boy bedridden and 
gross looking. He's looking bad. He's got his fun little suitcase full of his uh, exorcism tools. And he pulls out this cool like medallion thing. It's got like some kind of fancy cross with all these sigils. Yeah, he pulled it out on the uh, other guy at the beginning of the movie um, to try and be like, he basically like held the cross up to him and the demon was like, ah. Yeah, it's a specific uh, seal that he uses to kind of like entrance the demons. Right. So that he can kind of throw them off their game. That's kind of like what the whole beginning of an exorcism is about, is trying to throw the demon off of his usual footing and his usual game so he can be a little bit more susceptible. Mm. Yeah, and it's I actually love the look that the that the kid is giving the medallion. It's like not like a kind of scared demon thing. It's just like a mm, what the fuck? <laughs> like he's got such a weird funny look on his face, this kid. <laughs> We get a really cool effect oh, where yes. he's like moving the medallion back and forth across the kid's like field of view and you see that the the child's eyes like his corneas are locked like towards the side of the room and as he moves the medallion or the other way there's like a separate like demonic like eyeball in both of his eyes that kind of like shifts to the to the right to follow the medallion and it looks so cool. Like, I, I was really yeah, impressed. They, they did such a good yeah. job with that. Yeah, I did not expect that. And, and it was such a cool effect that I've... And I've never seen that before. So yeah, he yeah. had, like, two sets of, like, you know, corneas and pupils, right? Because one was the demon one that slid out from yeah. his other ones. It mm-hmm. is very creepy. Also, later in the movie, from the, the, another eyeball trick, we get the... Um, which we've seen a lot in movies lately, the... The effect that they did in Midnight Mass, the vampire's eyes, where it's like the light yeah. when it catches like an animal. We get one of those in this too. And we've seen it a lot in recent movies. But lots of like fun eyeball effects here. Father Morth trying to uh, press on with his exorcism and he's he's starting to pull the same moves that he pulled on the, the guy in the beginning. He's asking him all the questions like, do you know my name? Do you know this? Do you know that? And uh, he seems to be... Uh, concerned, progressively more concerned, because the demon seems to be throwing some hard facts at him. Yeah, well, he starts out by going like, well, "Then what's my name?" And the the at first the demon does dodge the question, so he's like, "Hmm." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. As as like the questioning progresses, he gets to uh, you know the this is another really fun father more moment because he goes, uh, "Who are you, demon? Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and the demon, they, you know, the kid, obviously, for the rest of the movie, the kid speaks, or I guess for the on, only in the movie, the only time he speaks is with, like, one of those fake, like, it's clearly not his voice. It's this, like, demon dubbing over him. <laughs> and, you know, the demon goes, I'm your worst nightmare. And then Father Morth goes, like, my worst nightmare is a France winning the World Cup. And it's oh just my like. God. <laughs> yes. And that's the whole tone of him, this whole movie. He's constantly just make, making jokes. And it's and they're always just these dumb little quips that just kill me every time we get one. Yeah, it, Father Morth seems to wield his levity uh, just as powerfully as he does all of his exorcism yes. tools. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, he, the demon throws out some details about uh, Father Morse passed, uh, where he, you know, his friends died as they were fighting the Nazis during the their resistance, 
and uh, it it shakes Father Morth. He's kind of like, that's fucking weird. How does he know about that? I'm not comfortable with this anymore. And he starts to like bag up his shit, and he's like, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go talk to this kid's mom. I uh, we we might have a real problem on our hands here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like that the, one of the things the demon says is like he calls him out on the the cold open of the movie because he's like he tries to get him to to tell him his name. Uh, to get the demon to tell him his name and the demon goes like who do you think i am i'm not some he's like i'm not some idiot who's who's gonna let you trick him into jumping into a pig yes yeah he yeah. lets him know he's no fucking yeah he's not d tier c tier loser demon you know and he's like he does the other classic things like uh, you know i'm uh your worst nightmare and you know says says the most some of the more generic uh demon responses that you could give but you know we're just trying to firmly establish for everybody that he's definitely possessed. You know, we're going to skip that whole questioning bit. <laughs> we're going to go straight to, yes, he is. Uh, and then to just seal the deal, he, the kid, at, you know, at the height of the conversation, like, rears up and just, like, vomits out a baby cardinal. Oh, Aww. it's so gross. Oh, it's so it's bad. So slimy. It's, it, oh. And when he's, as he's throwing it up, he does the creepy, like, the neck bulges out. You know? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, and then you're right. And then he leaves and goes to talk to Father Dan again. And they're like, oh, my God, what the fuck are we going to do? But to be clear, Father Dan doesn't have any experience doing any sort of exorcisms. Um, he's a big fan of Father Amorth, we find out. Yeah, um, read all his books. Yeah, oh, he's, he's a, read all the books. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a Father Amorth scan, yeah, but he, um, he is never... <laughs> He's never... Although he starts to stand him a lot less later in the movie. Uh, true. Um, <laughs> but he has never performed an exorcist. He's not well-versed in how they work or anything like that. So he's kind of flying in blind on this. Um, true. Father Moore's taking the reins. Which makes a fun dynamic. And uh, this this poor Father Dan is in for a Again, rude awakening. Again, I just don't know what his name is. Um, <laughs> but Dan is the name that, of the actor that plays him. Um, but this is where... Uh, Esquibel. Is is that? But I feel like they called him like by a shorter name in the movie, oh. but I don't know what it is, and I don't know what the nickname for Esquivel would be. So Father Dan, <laughs> it is. Um, this is where Father Morth is talking to Julia, um, and is basically like uh, he's definitely possessed, and uh, he will die if we don't unpossess him. Uh, do, you, do you, have you guys ever been people of faith? Like, have you ever believed? And it's such a badass line because <laughs> she goes, uh, Julia goes, like, well, when I was really young i did i used to believe i had a guardian angel that would walk me to school every day and he goes well you better start praying to that angel <laughs> you best start believing in ghost stories <laughs> you're in one <laughs> um and i think so as he's conversing with uh uh the mother downstairs the daughter is upstairs on the phone she hears like a weird noise she goes she has a connected room to her brothers, so she go- opens the doors to try to check up on him. Yeah. And when your brother is possessed, it's the worst time to have a connected bathroom. Yeah, it's not not a good space yeah. for her. She uh, she goes to check up on her brother. She gets kind of freaked out uh, because he's like awake and snarling like a fucking possessed little weirdo. And she runs back into the other room because the phone starts ringing. And the voice on the other end of the phone is her dead father. So yeah. she immediately freaks out and runs downstairs. She does this funny move where in like one fluid motion, she like 
<laughs> drops the phone, grabs it by the base, rips it out of the wall, and tosses it in just like one swift fluid motion, and then just sprints out the room. <laughs> hey, I don't blame her. Like mm-hmm. she almost Not leaves a cartoon all. cloud uh, the shape of her <laughs> behind. Is how fast she gets out of there. <laughs> Not blaming her at all. But Father Morth doesn't want to waste any time. He doesn't want to bother reporting back to anyone or calling in any reinforcements. He's like, me and you, we're going to do this together, Father Dan. So, uh, you know, I'm a priest. You're a priest. We're going to confess our sins. When was the last time you had confession? He's like, (laughs) eight months. And he's like, eight months, eight, 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 eight months. You're a priest and you haven't confessed in eight months? Eight months. Mamma mia. Mamma Mia, that's too many months. He definitely has one Mamma Mia in this movie, right? He has to say. I don't remember. I don't think so. (laughs) Also, another funny line before we cut to that part is when they're still in the kitchen and, you know, they've resigned themselves, the mom and the daughter, to being possessed. And Father Morth is just like, yeah, well, that's what I thought. And the mom goes, what can I get you? And then he goes, he's like, coffee. Uh, You know, the demons are... uh, they're a lot more active at night, so I'm going to need my energy. He's just so, like... <laughs> yes. He's so great. I just fucking love him. So, another funny Amorth moment. Um, yeah, so they do a little confession, the two of them. Uh, Amorth and it's and so Dan. funny, because, like, Father Dan is, like, trying to really, like, get some shit off his chest. And... <laughs> <laughs> Father Morth's like, okay, and uh, that's three Hail Marys and we're done. Okay, moving on. Yeah, he's like, speed it up, speed it up. We got we got work to do. Too much. Too much for you to confess. Yeah, as the movie goes on and on, Father Dan starts to get more and more annoyed by the complete lack of seriousness that Father Morth has. Um, I he, think it makes him so that much better, though. Like, yeah. Just... Um, you can't when be they, too serious about everything, all right? Yeah. And so Father Amorth says, like, what's your favorite, like, what's one prayer that you can say over and over again and, and like, just keep going and not stop? He, like, Dan says, I think it's, like, Hail Mary, and he's like, but when I'm nervous, I, I have to say it in Spanish. So he's like, okay, well, well you Yeah, do he was like, if you want me to say it, like, really fast, like, you know, and, and keep focus, it's better if I do yeah, it in Spanish. He basically tells him, like... You have to just keep praying, no matter what. Don't stop. Like, that's literally Father Dan's only instruction, is to pray. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and pray and don't respond to the demon. Yeah, just going to say shit to you that... His role is yeah. essentially to just be a turret of prayer. Turret of his, prayer. His objective is to, to stand in the corner and pray like a motherfucker because the constant, you know, reciting of the prayer is another one of those things that will throw the demon off his game. It's it's all about distracting the demon enough so that uh, Father Mort can kind of get into its head and figure out what his name is or what his objective is so that they can get, you know, a little bit more uh, leverage over the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they start, they have the little, um, you know, the incense on the, the cool ball on the chain, you know, that priests have <laughs> oh my god um, i don't fucking know I, the last i stopped going to church the second i made my confirmation i went mom i'm done uh <laughs> oh, and so you know it, it, it it's all pretty standard exorcism stuff the father amorth is you know going through his spiel he's asking the demon questions uh father dan's praying the demon is giving very standard demon responses like you know he's like what do you want and the demon's like i want to fuck you like that's like <laughs> 
Demon 101 is goes right, go right to sexual assault. <laughs> uh, sort of exorcism progresses. You know, the, the musical cues are heightened. The demons seizing around and, you know, <laughs> just uh, going all bendy and, and rattly. Uh, and lots of writhing. Lots of writhing. And so then this much happens, writhing. This happens in, I think, like every exorcism movie is the lights go out and suddenly we have to stop the exorcism because we're so surprised the lights went out. It's the like, lights. Guys. Keep going. You, you don't have to move around. <laughs> just keep talking. Yeah, just keep going. There's always this big lengthy pause where the, the priest is like, <gasps> and I'm like, you really didn't expect the lights to go out? <laughs> I expect the lights to go out when there's a thunderstorm. You should expect <laughs> the lights to go out when there's a team in present. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Father Morth, he's got everything figured out. He's got all the tools he needs. He flips out a little Zippo. Lights up the room a little bit. He starts looking around. He's hearing these weird whispers. And he looks back. All of a sudden, there's some woman on the end of the bed. Yeah, it's a fun, like, the camera pans one way. And then as we pan back, like, the scene is, like, replaced. But the boy isn't there. This girl's, like, right in his face. She's wearing, like, a like a white kind of, like, night dress situation. Yeah, she's in like a nightgown. Um, and she keeps saying things like, well, like you left me, let me down. Yeah, the demon is trying to get into Father Mort's head and throw some, uh, you know, some past failures into his face. Yeah, she says like, and then like she says like, my soul rots in hell. Again, normal demon stuff. We've all heard it before. Um, and but this hallucination yeah. really fucks up Father Morth. Like it he does. is clearly like, t- did not expect this yeah it's the first time we've seen him shaken uh the demon kind of tries to take advantage of this and he starts going after father dan he's like all right father dan you horny motherfucker it's your turn time to roast you <laughs> yeah and he basically exposes that you know he's been sleeping with one of his parishioners and he keeps calling the demon keeps calling her like a whore and saying like, like spewing about how he he knows that she's been he's been fucking her all this time um and again he, he, Father Dan is like stops praying and is like, "You shut up!" <laughs> he gets really, he gets like really mad at the demon, and, and Father Martha is like, "Keep praying." <laughs> yeah, the demon keeps egging him on, and he jumps at the kid's throat. He starts trying to choke him out, and he's like, "No, Father Dan, no, no, <laughs> down, down, spray bottle, it, right, down, stop! Right. You might as well spray bottle, yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's like down, it's boy. like the the most." It's like the worst reaction you can have as a priest in this situation, and and he breaks to it like immediately. Like he gets taunted a, a relatively minor amount before he's like, "That's it, I'm strangling the kid." <laughs> um, but we uh, on it. But then everybody just forgets about that. <laughs> They're like, like Father Morth's like, "Ah, you know, whatever." He's crying on the stairs downstairs, and Father Morth goes down to try and console him. He's like, "Hey, so that was kind of fucked up, right? Like, didn't expect to hear that. What are you up to?" <laughs> And so this is where he really, you know, confesses that he, uh, you know, he was sleeping with the parishioner and uh, he was in love with that. Her. He was very much in love. You said the love and of I his life. Why we see later in the movie. <laughs> he wanted him to leave the priesthood for her. Father, he leaves Father Dan, um, who starts hearing some weird, you know, the house starts to like make all sorts of crazy groany, rattly noises. Father Morth goes outside. It's pouring rain. He finds, like, this old well in the middle of the abbey with, like, this huge, like, fucking, like, Manhattan drain cover on it. <laughs> like, it's it's where, like, the Spanish Ninja Turtles must live. This thing is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
Yeah, the well is capped off by this huge Vatican seal that is essentially just a big manhole cover. And uh, so he, he, Father Amor hooks up a rope to the back of his moped and to the handle on the, the manhole cover, and he revs that Ferrari up. He gets it moving. Oh, it's so funny. He, it's like his best friend. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a knight in his horse. It's like a horse. Best, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we get an obligatory like cut back to uh, the mom. She has a cross over her bed, and what do you think happens? The cross goes and is upside down. Ugh, I love gives, it though. Gives a nice one eighty flip. Hey, I love a great a good upside down cross. You it's, know, you it's one of my like I get like I'm like ooh here we go. Um, the mom like rolls over in bed, and then another another horror classic. A mysterious arm wraps around her, and she's asleep. So she's like, "Oh, I'm comforted because it's probably my husband." It's a big beefy man arm. Oh, Ooh. But we we know it's not her husband. Father Dan's just out in like like walking the hallways praying. And listen, it's like, all right, you're sure you're gonna be plenty of help. If my dead husband's arm was around me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's nice." I'd if be like, "What my, the fuck if is I was happening?" Dead and you thought my arm was wrapped around you? You'd you wouldn't, uh... I would know this is not you. <laughs> well, I, guess I, I guess I ain't haunting you then. If I go first, you won't even believe I'm there. What they want me to believe. It's you. <laughs> That's true. It's tough, you know? You yeah. gotta make a call. You're gonna have to do something else. We'll come up with a we'll cue. We'll figure it out. We'll, make, we'll do a signal. Yeah. It's a password situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but this is where Father Dan, like, starts, again, starts to hear weird noises, and he's, like, suspicious. So he ends up, like, walking into the into Henry's room, and he, I don't know why, he goes in and, like, sits on the bed with him and leans so close to him. Yeah, don't. Like, is he, like, trying to see if he's breathing or something? But it, Yeah, he's checking. Because the kid is, like, leaned up against a pillow. He looks like he might as well be dead. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, very still, very gross. And, uh... That's when you do the mirror Compared trick. to the last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw a mirror up under that yeah, schnoz, that's, for that's, sure. That's when you do that trick. You don't stick your face in the face of the demon yeah and this is why because the kid like instantly snaps awake and just takes a big old chomp out of father dan's ear which uh you hate. just mike tyson's the shit yeah, out of you his hate face to see it. uh but you know what he takes it pretty well you know and i thought it yeah. was worse than it was again thought it was worse than it was which i guess is a good thing like they're tricking us um it's just a bite I thought his whole damn ear was gone. No, yeah. Well, again, the um, sound design of this movie is so like yeah. intense. Like that, the bite of the ear up was there was such a crunch yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, it was gnarly. Yeah, Ooh. but this is where shit really pops off. Yeah, again, the demon like it just like doesn't really waste any time with this possession because it that while fathers uh, get enticed. Um, the well, sister isn't... has gotten up and like because she heard a noise in her closet. And is now being, like, terrorized by the clothes in her closet. Doesn't this start happening because Father Amorth has opened that... Yeah, there's, like, a kind of, like, a thing? visual and audio cue that, like, when he opened the thing, like, the house started to, like, stir even Yeah, more. so it gave, like, I don't know. To me, it was, like, it gave the, the more demon energy. more power, more... Pa- yeah, and so now he's wreaking havoc. He's unsealed. Un- uncorked. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much uncorks the demon. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, but opening so the, up the well. So the daughter's in the closet, and like there's all sorts of creepy noises, and she's like getting all scared, and she's leaning against the wall, and like the like 
invisible like claws start like taking chunks out of like the scenery around her and she does beating a really good her. job she does a good scared uh you know horror girl I-, I think she she sold the fear very well um and we cut back to the mom the mom is getting like freddy krueger style like pulled into the bed oh yeah Ooh, that freaked me out yeah like suddenly the bed is just a, it's a like quicksand like bed i don't pit. like it i was like oh that's awesome it was good um and then as she, she starts to get pulled down, and then we cut back to the father, and he's standing over the well, and he can't tell how deep it is, right? So he, like, takes out a little handkerchief and just lights it on fire with a Zippo and, like, drops he's it He's got down. an answer for everything, yeah, and I love do. it. Yeah, he's prepared. He's prepared. He, he's the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not just a regular old exorcist. I just, I don't know. I wasn't expecting him to be just so great. Just so competent. And this is yeah. like the Batman of Exorcist. It, it is. <laughs> He's got so many gadgets. He does. Um, and he, so he drops the uh, the handkerchief down, and you get a cool shot as like the handkerchief, like you know, that's on fire falls. It's like immediately revealed, like this entire well is like lined with skulls. Ooh, yeah, ooky. As the handkerchief falls deeper and deeper, it kind of like cuts out of view for a second, and then hits a big pocket of demon fart and and uh father more like almost fucking like napalms himself i'm sure surprised he saw his eyebrows as he like <laughs> ducks out of the way at the last second it's like a big huge explosion like rips out from the mouth of the well roaring flame from the middle of this thing really fun effect good good uh explosive but he notes that there's a seal on the inside of the well mm-hmm. uh that corresponds with the spanish inquisition yes mm-hmm. so we're starting to and put the pieces of the mystery together here um, for th- anyone who doesn't know the spanish inquisition was a huge uh i want to say genocide of non-christians uh yeah it was throughout uh, europe as the church was trying to force itself uh on everyone Imagine the Salem witch trials, but like on a far more national scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Father Amorth is like starting to be like, hmm, it's a bit of a mystery here. <laughs> and uh, he like runs upstairs and it like last second, I guess, because his mom is like essentially like in a bed, like mattress quicksand. And, and like right as she goes under, he like dives into the hole and like pulls her out. Um, and then I guess the mattress just goes back to being normal. Otherwise, you think they have, like, this mattress that just, like, leads straight to hell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. I'd get a new mattress regardless. <laughs> it becomes the deathbed, <laughs> the bed that eats people. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it gets burned. That's what that's what I would do. And, like, so he rescues the, the mom, uh, rescues Julia, and then they immediately they hear the, the sister Amy is screaming, and so they go into her room, and, like, Father Morth has to bust down the, the, the door, and they pull her out of there, and this this whole closet is just nothing but claw marks and plaster. The whole thing's wrecked. And the grossest she, thing... She's all beat up, too. Oh, yeah. Like... She's really fucked up. Um, and the Father Dan goes into the closet, and they, like... The, the one wall is, like, super bloody, and he, like, picks something out of the wall and goes, it's her fingernails. Yeah. You know what? I liked that touch because, like... When we first saw her in there, it just, like, there were things like scratching the walls and things like that. And so, you you know, you were like, oh, this demon is terrorizing her. But it got to the point where it was, like, making her do it to herself. And I'm like, oh! Um, so I liked that they added that, like, it's her fingernail. Yeah, and you never like fingernail stuff. No, I mean, you don't like you that. You like either. it, but you don't, because it'll, it'll always go, get a gag out of people. 
Oof. Um, and after that, um, this is when we cut back to the Pope and his little uh, church. <laughs> you know, the Vatican, some people call it, I guess. The Pope in his little his church. His little church, you know, the Vatican. The Pope in his little church. The church. <laughs> it kind of, to me, it seems like his own little private one. It doesn't seem like the one everybody in the Vatican gets to go to. Um, but we cut there and his the, little I church. guess he's looking up all of the information about the Abbey that they had and all of the information's like, he says it's it's been redacted, but it's all like scribbled out in blue and red Sharpie. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It's just like <laughs> so scribbled out that you can't read it. It's funny, which government like, documents, they redact sure. with like a gigantic size, like mega block uh, Sharpie. Yeah. And these are just kind of like you just did a little squiggle yeah. line through the fucking old Latin texts. <laughs> In like every color pen you had. You know that that's pen so that like changes from like red to green to blue? Like you, it's got yeah, like a Yeah, the hun- pen that's on my desk right here. Yeah. It's like one of those. <laughs> that pen? Yeah. <laughs> and so then after after that, you know, the Pope is just looking very concerned. Like I think he like basically looks at the camera and goes, he goes uh, Gabriel. Like he knows Gabriel's in trouble. Yeah, this might as well be the Pope's Mamma Mia moment. Mamma Mia. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Gabriel and Father Dan, and they're like sitting in the church uh, of the Abbey, uh, like sitting on one of the pews. Father Dan's like dressing his fucking chewed off ear, and you know they're sitting there, and he's like looking wiped out. And Father Gabriel just starts like making jokes. <laughs> Like, he's like, hey, you should have been there for uh, the time my first exorcism. They put almost put the crucifix right through my eye. And Father Dan is like, Shh, stop. He's like, do not. Do, don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this is when he, uh, you know, is like, you, you, you never take anything seriously. And then as he's yelling, he's like, you must have be quiet because the mom and the... Uh, the sister or the mom and the like, daughter. He's like, oh, come like, on, have some manners. Like, on the <laughs> altar. Yeah. <laughs> but they take this opportunity to scope out the well, and uh, they... Well, before, before that, his last joke of the thing is like, he's like, he goes, says something, and he goes, you must uh, ask my friend. And he pulls out the severed, like, zombie head that he pulled out of oh the well. Oh my god, yeah, he just has a head. <laughs> he's just holding a dismembered head. They take the opportunity Stop to scope it. out the well, and they, they see that the, the seal of the Spanish Inquisition is way down at the bottom of the well, now that they can look at it with, like, a flashlight. And they're like, well, I guess we gotta go down there. We yep. gotta go see what's under here. And this is where the movie kicks into a different gear. It becomes, like comic book or like national treasure you know oh my like god adventure. yes national treasure is exactly the, <laughs> the feelings i felt and i was like i love national treasure <laughs> exorcist movie yeah these so are I'm great to put together because yeah they go to the bottom of the well and there's like this wall yeah they they wandered down to where the construction crew opened up that uh hole in the wall and blew themselves apart right right they bust down the wall with a sledgehammer so now, did they come in a different way? So then? they they opened up a full hole in the wall. No, because Eric's right. They they go back into the they go back into the abbey and go to where the explosion right, happened, okay. or where the you know where the kids smelled the fart. <laughs> and then they're the only ones to actually like bust down the wall right. to see what the rest of this thing is that everybody has seen. Well, I guess the two guys that saw it are dead, probably. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yes, yeah, so they bust through the wall. Uh, and I forget. It's like it's like a creepy fucking. Um, it's like a crypt. Yeah, yeah, like a crypt. It's like there's a spooky old books everywhere. Um, so cool. It, it it's really awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, like that one room that they're in for a while. I'm like, I would, I like this library. Yeah, there's like a they, little like library area, and then they go, and it's probably filled with all sorts of like you know tomes and like stuff, all Spanish Inquisition stuff. Um, they go even farther in, and they find this is the part where I was like, this is like straight out of a Hellboy comic. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 find find a crypt, and uh, it's it's cool because like there's like little openings on like the sides of the wall that's letting like moonlight in it's like lit very spooky but like in these little like alcoves there's like corpses like all covered in cobwebs and shit and then right in the middle of the room there's like a cage like a really small but tall cage where they have a a uh like a corpse and it it is supply surprisingly to me very fleshy (laughs) this guy's got a lot of hair and skin attached to his bones for someone who died during the spanish inquisition right but he identifies him i guess because it's like i don't know cold down there maybe yeah i guess you (laughs) could it's away from the sun maybe but uh, i don't know i don't know either but demon farts protect but he he, uh father more identifies him by the ring that he's wearing he's like oh this is an exorcist ring this is this is the exorcist uh so he's kind of he's kind of trying to put everything together. They find a, a door. He was like, "Oh, the Pope was right. There was some sort of like crazy um, exorcism that needed to happen here a long time ago." And so this is the like original exorcist of the uh, of the Abbey. Who, when they're discussing it down there, he says like, "Oh, he must have like locked himself and all these other like um, church members like to 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 keep the demon locked away." Because I guess they couldn't, they couldn't like finish the exorcism. So the next best thing, was yeah, they they failed their there. exorcism, and they realized that the demon was so powerful that it would be better if they all were locked in and unable to leave. So he swallows a key, and uh, Father Mort very quickly deduces, like, all right, well, this cage doesn't really make sense to be in a locked room, so it must not f- be for people to get out. It's gotta be right so it's not a jail it's like a so he fishes around in this fucking corpse's guts which is the grossest (laughs) thing so gross yeah and he fishes out this old-timey key now he's just gonna have gut hands the whole rest of the night no 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 he wipes them he wipes them on father he wipes them on father dan he's like come here come here and he like grabs his shoulder and kind of like tries to casually play it off like he's not wiping his hand on him and he's like (laughs) Very good. Let's go check out this room. Yep. And Father Dan's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's wonderful. Um, and I think oh, somewhere during this like exploring phase, we were cutting back to the Pope and he was like explore like looking at the book more and more and then he discovers something that like makes him collapse. Uh, and then he's brought to the hospital. And this is where he's like regaining consciousness and he like takes his like breathing mask off and he grabs the one so there was one cardinal earlier in the movie when during the like oh yeah we didn't talk about him the 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 part where they were um trying to tell father Amorth to like you know we don't want you doing exorcisms anymore um there was like one cardinal who was clearly like on his side it's like his one friend it's like his one buddy yeah <laughs> his one cardinal friend um and he's there now at the pope's side and the Pope is like, basically just like, Gabriel's in trouble, because like, he only cares about Gabriel. He's like, I don't care about anything else. He's like got a psychic connection with uh, Gabriel. It's it's very, uh, yeah. I felt a disturbance yeah, in somehow. the force. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. And this is where our um still at the at the the Pope's bedside, this is where we get our um comeuppance for the for the shitty priest or the yes. shitty cardinal. Uh, he's there on the other side of the bed and the Pope is like says something to him and the this the mean cardinal like leans in and he just gets a throat full uh, as the uh Pope just vomits blood fire hose of blood into this guy's face open mouth and face from about two feet away Uh, yeah yeah he's gonna have to get uh, tested uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh it made me gag thinking about it just the it's like a super soaker blast like right in his mouth yeah maybe taste the blood all week you uh and then after after that uh, we cut back to Amorth and, and Father Dan, and they go even further in uh, and they, find... They just keep going. They're keep going, going and going. And they go into this really, really awesome... It's like this sacrificial-looking chamber where it's this big circular room with, like, moonlight coming in from the top. There's, like, these three pillars with, like, a big pool of water in the middle. And at the head of it all, there's, like, this big altar it's like this throne <laughs> with this like spooky looking skeleton it's like something out of pirates of the caribbean yeah it yeah it gets there's so a cool iron maiden in there and like there's these big tall like stone yeah. pillars with all of these like glyphs and like runes and I, I, there's a couple pentagrams mm-hmm. in there which is a, a little a little oh, distasteful you gotta, you gotta. but you know sure I gotta say, I can't believe another exorcism movie decided to go with, what if we had five sub-basements where all the fucked up shit happens after (laughs) Pray for the Devil? And also, what if the... Also, also, what if the last room had a pool of water in But the difference is, this movie doesn't suck ass. This movie is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't even bothered about it. It just by it. immediately struck me. Yeah, they me. go up to... So they... <laughs> That's fun, though. And so they go up to the corpse, and the corpse that's, like, sitting on the throne has, like, this... Um, it's like a Bible from yes. the Inquisition, right? Um, and it's, like, buried it's, in the it's stomach a journal. of the corpse. Oh, a journal, right. Rip it out, and, of course, it's not, again, good sound design. Like, has, like, a good cracky snaps and stuff. Here's the part that I kind of hate. The only thing that I dislike about this movie <laughs> is that... They use this journal as justification for the, um, you know, genocide of all of these other people through the Inquisition. He's like, oh, oh, oh the, head, the head exorcist was possessed. And that's why they did the Inquisition on all these people. So it's not even the church's fault. Like, they practically come out and use that, those phrases. Like, it was like, all right, we're just going to wash the hands of these sins yeah, the- away with that. Uh, you know, I don't know about all that shit. Yeah, yeah, the movie, yeah. the movie is a bit. Uh, it, it does get into a little bit of uh, Inquisition apologist territory. Uh. It's it's almost like Inquisition eraser. Um, like, I'm sorry, you're not going to tell me that that happened because yeah. there was a couple head uh, exorcists <laughs> who were possessed. He basically realizes that the the demon called him here. He was like, "Tell I bring me the priest," and that's when he came in. So they're like, "Oh." 
the demon wanted you here because they find out, you know, the, like you said, the the demon wants to possess a priest specifically. Now he wants to possess the Pope's exorcist and corrupt the church from the inside. So yes, this is what you're saying is like they're, they're like the Inquisition wasn't about just a- assholes from the church. They were possessed by the demon. So we didn't. Really so that's not it. our fault, and we don't have to apologize to anyone. That's pretty much what that. <laughs> That is <laughs> all for the sake of the the reason for the movie being that this demon wants Russell Crowe specifically it wants, you know, I will say they make up for it by um, giving us this cool artifact. They they find a map where uh, among all like the journal, there's this like map. It's like an ancient map, and it supposedly shows all of the places on the earth that they've found uh, other fallen angels to have been buried. So according to, you know, Christian lore, when Satan was cast out of, or excuse me, when Lucifer was cast out of heaven, he was cast out with 200 other demons and they fell to earth and were buried Mm -hmm. inside, like physically inside the planet earth. And so yes. this map is showing us mm-hmm. all the locations where other people are buried. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, Father Gabe and Father Dan are having this discovery down, you know, 74 <laughs> below. And um, the mom, we come back to the mom and she's stalking through the house with like the sedative that the doctors gave her earlier. Because they were like, listen, you got to get out of this hospital. We don't have room for you. But if your son starts acting possessed again, just put him to sleep with his needle. <laughs> Just give him the juice. Great, great doctors. Excellent. Um, and so she's like stalking through the house with this thing, like, like at the ready, and she like bursts into the room, and uh, the son and the daughter are both there on the bed, and they're like laughing and like joking with each other, and mom's like, "Hey guys, what's uh, going on?" This part was fun. And then so they immediately cut into creepy kids like talking in unison, yeah, tilting their heads in unison, and like, they're like, "Oh, we're." We're both okay. Everything's fine now. As she goes to reach for the daughter and pulls her off the bed, the the demon child just flings mom across the room, you know, ass overhead and into a mirror and just smashes the mirror. She's pinned up against the mirror. She's getting choked out by a spectral hand. And the daughter is, like, facing away from her, but then as she's, like, being choked out, we see the daughter's head do the, like, spin all the way around. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Which, again, you know, this movie's... uh, I have to bring it up. This movie is not as egregious with it, but you guys know how I feel when about when the demon possesses somebody and does things like snap their neck all the way around, but then once the demon's out, everything goes back to normal, like nothing bad happened to them. (laughs) I hate that. This movie doesn't do it as badly, but still, we get a full head turn. That daughter's dead. (laughs) Oh, she's definitely got a stiff neck at the least. At the very least. Um, But then, so as that's happening, as we cut back to father, uh, you know, our two fathers down below, and it is fine. They finally get to the end of the book, and this is where we find out the name. Finally, the name of the demon, the specific demon that has taken over uh, our our little friend uh, Henry. And you, you want to do the it honors is to this one? Osmodius, uh, which is one of the kings of hell. Uh, in certain texts, he goes by Asmodei, um, but he's he's no he's a no nonsense demon. This is not a low tier demon. This is a, like, big-time uh, fucked-up demon with lots of power and lots of underlings. Uh, this is not his first, you know, possession. 
and that's kind of what gives him the strength to go toe to toe with such a an accomplished exorcist. I would I would say he's yeah, like generally I would say even... he's near final boss territory for an exorcist. Oof. Yeah, like you generally would really hate to hear that like <laughs> the demon you were you know dealing with was uh, on, on in the army of Asmodeus, but but the yeah. Asmodeus mm, itself. Yes. I mean, he's really. He, He's really like high up, right? I mean, it's like like anything worse would just be like possessed, being possessed. By uh, th- there's a couple guys along the way, but yeah, it's 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 definitely a tier. I would say a tier A to A minus demon. Like <laughs> it, it's never good when you get a demon whose name is at least to me recognizable immediately if if i'm watching a movie and i hear demon name that i immediately i'm like oh i know which book i need to look at to find that one it's never a good sign for the characters (laughs) not good not good definitely not um but that being said you know father gabe you know now has the name which gives him a big leg up yeah as far as demons go this is this is your kryptonite you need the name the name gives you power Mm -hmm. over the demon and so now father gabe is is ready to take on the demon but he needs to do another confession because the demon has been taunting him this whole time with you know we keep seeing visions of like this woman and clearly we know something happened with this woman um but we didn't really know the full story so this is where father gabe can you know confesses well we're getting we're getting that we're getting the we're getting this woman and we're getting war flashbacks and neither of them we know why he's right so he's basically got like he's basically got if correct me if i'm wrong heather he's got like two sins that he's been like i've I've, you know these are my things that haunt me yes um and they're really not even like sins or even really his fault (laughs) but they still haunt him i guess guilt is guilt guilt yeah guilt regardless Um, and the one the first instance of guilt was when he was in the war um world war ii his whole like squad was killed by nazis but he survived by pretending to be dead Plain like he dead, played yeah. dead and that's how he got out of the situation so it's sort of like a survivor's guilt thing but the demon also uses it to asmodeus is calling him like a coward the whole time because mm-hmm. he like how's how's a runaway gonna like stop him uh and then his other thing is so we have this woman i forget what her name is i think it's rosario yes. if i'm looking yes. at the imdb uh yes. page good uh good enough uh so basically she was a possession case that he deemed just like a mental uh issue and not an actual possession didn't they call did they called it like a just a mental break or hysteria or something yeah, you know something woman like hysteria as the woman tend to uh, do yeah you know. Well, yeah, you know what? You know, it was it was the 80s, so... I tend to have fits of hysteria. Yeah. From what I understand, it's your <laughs> uterus's fault. Oh, it's all I mean, the uterus's fault. Like, you know, when... <laughs> weren't they still doing lobotomies? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so Yikes. we weren't exactly gentle with the ladies yet of the world. Still not. Um, but, uh... Still yeah, not. St- well, at least we were done with the lobotomies. Uncomfortable pause, because we're all hoping we're done with the lobotomies. <laughs> Are we done with the lobotomies? <laughs> Shit. I mean, somebody could probably correct me in a second. I'm, you know, I'm sure out there somewhere recently someone's gotten a lobotomy. But uh, this is where we find out that you know after um, uh, Amorth left the the woman because she you know didn't need an exorcism, he is like walking down the street one night and she's like up on like high up on the ledge of a building, 
and basically is like, you didn't help me and you left me all alone. And and then just dives off the, uh, the building, like right in front of him and, you know, splats herself real good on the pavement. Oh, but they show it's really cool. When they show her splat, because they, you know, they show this scene. When they show her splat (laughs) and uh, he goes to, you know, to her side, her, like, her... stains? Yeah, blood stains from, like, dripping out of her are in the shape of, like, angel wings. um, Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, like, the blood... That's fantastic. Really? The blood staining the cobblestones, it, like, matches up in the shape of wings right underneath where she's, like, laying. It's It's, it's super cool. It's it's a good touch. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is our, you know, we see Amorth at his, like, most vulnerable. He's doing his little cry. He's like, oh, oh, mamma mia. (laughs) She took it a nose dive. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But, you know, he's absolved. He did it. He said, his sins uh he's good to go which is like convenient you know, loophole a, right like what a, what a perk that is for for yeah what a perk that is for being uh, being christian just, man. just wash the hands uh we, we get back up he's he's getting yeah. he's getting geared up again he pulls out his pope kit and it's all full of gadgets <laughs> and shit i love his pope kit his little exorcist kit yeah it's <laughs> so fun I would have loved if there was like a scene where like uh, Father Dan gets like a baby's first exorcism kit, you know, where it's just Aww. got like like just a couple of the things. You In need. the sequel that we it, hope we it's get. like an exorcist oh, yeah. tackle box. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is a it tackle is. box. It opens up and it's got like tiered shelving. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is not just like it's not your mother's <laughs> exorcist <laughs> box. So they get all geared up. He like te- he prepares everybody. He blesses uh, Father Dan. And it turns to the mom and the sister, and he's like, all right, we're going in. Like, you got to be prepared for this. They go back upstairs, and finally he's, we get a good look at the kid. But they have, like, a fantastic, like, walking down uh, the hallway. They do. It's badass, like, moment. I I wouldn't have been surprised if some fucking rock song started to play. (laughs) Yeah, I Uh, laughed. I giggled. It was... It's fun. Uh, and then we get into the room, and now that we get the 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 demon makeup effect that like every possession movie has, you know, where they, when they're fully demonized, like, they get all the prosthetic like latex prosthetics. Yeah, he's got like, like a gross face. like bulbing Busted nose, like <laughs> protruding forehead, and his nose is fucked up, and his gums. They did a really good job of making this kid's teeth gross because he had Ooh, braces to yeah. begin with, I think. In this movie. And then it just gets grosser and grosser. Oh. So much worse as it goes on. They, yeah, his teeth look gnarly in this yeah. movie. Um, and again, all but, I could picture just like looking at his face was like how rank his breath had to be. Oh right, he's got a stink. Yeah, and he's just been laying in that bed for like days now. Ugh. Yeah. But it's time to start our exorcism again. Again, as it goes. Sister and mom are in the corner praying their brains out. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, yeah, we get a really cool part because, like, the uh, he starts praying, and the demon goes, "Shouldn't you be praying to her, Gabe?" And then he, like, the demon looks up, and then Gabriel looks up, and like cardinal feathers start like raining down. Like, oh, because we missed that part. What was the? Oh, right, he, the girl ate a bird. Yeah, during her him, exorcism, right? the, she ate um, like a live bird, and that's why he puked it up in the beginning. And it's a bird that he saw after he survived yes. the attack by the Nazis. Yeah, so he's been you know, oh yeah haunted by cardinal. ironically card uh, cardinals his whole life. <laughs> I'm sure it's unironically for the movie. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so it, like he's looking up and like cardinal feathers are raining down, and then we see the woman Rosaria. She's hanging upside down from the ceiling, just munching on this bird, <laughs> it so and gross. it's like wings are flapping and feathers are falling down. It's it's so cool because now we're in full full gear here. It's just like cool effects from here on. But out the, the father movie. takes a step back. He's kind of stunned after seeing this girl on the ceiling, and he kind of like steals himself. He's like, she's not real. She's not here. This isn't real. None of this is real. This is the demon. And uh, Father Dan kind of steps in to like, like, hey, take a minute, like, you know, fix yourself. And as Father Dan turns back to the bed, he is now com- like instantly locked into this demon's trance and like starts seeing hallucinations of uh, the parishioner that he was having sex with. She's in the bed now and she is totally nude. But yeah, his so this is the chick he was sleeping with the whole time and it, like covered in blood. On the covered request. in blood. Her boobies are flopping around and she, she's like, fuck me. Because, you know, the demons just love that. It's like their favorite thing. Well, that th- that scene, that scene did make me quite uncomfortable. I was like. I don't. Not a blood gal. Not a blood gal. <laughs> I don't want to be watching this. No, and then just like blood and boobs, and I was like, hey, yeah. I'm okay with it. No notes. <laughs> um, but but we but that but then um like Father Morth like regains his like composure and then like whips out his you know like super fancy like. St- silver cross it's like solid silver crucifix it's pretty nice and of course we get like uh you know he starts you know going on deeper and deeper into the exorcism and the prayer um again another obligatory demon possession thing the kid like goes limp and then like wakes up and is like mommy and it's like you know he's lying yeah no way <laughs> demons always gotta try and trick him took that quick to get rid of him no um, but then, like, the kid falls back down as the, um, as Father Morth, like, presses even further, and this is when, like, you get these shot of, like, the kid's arms, and there's, like, something underneath just, like, worming its way through, like, up his arms, up to, like, through his neck. Yeah, nope, don't uh, like And, it. again, good sound design, and it's, like, all crunchy and, like, gnarly sounding. It's the demon squiggling inside like him. <laughs> yeah, which I haven't really seen anything like that yeah we have it's the same thing every time a Um, pregnant woman gets possessed and they do the baby reaching from the inside situation it's the same fucking thing um, Uh, i guess i do i do like that um and then they like hear like this noise and they lift up the kid's shirt and like in the process of being like carved into his stomach and chest is like the words no god here or god's not here everybody seems pretty thrown off by that one they're like oh fuck yeah it's that one's this effect is okay. It's like the CGI-ness of it is a little much, I remember thinking. But uh, still, it's nice that they brought that back. You know, the the, the demon Asmodeus is into writing stuff on people, apparently. Um, but I so I, I believe, like, the the Father uh, Amort's, like, prayer, like, kind of, like, comes to a head and the demon is sort of, like, seemingly expelled from, from Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, like, almost no downtime when they realize that the demon has just hopped bodies over to Amy. Yep. She does a nice herky-jerky transformation and, uh, again, into the, spider mode. Sh- ooh, it's a sp- into crab mode, into crab yeah. Lady. yeah. Yeah. She, like, yeah. 
she does like this instant, so like this, like snappy, snappy, snappy drops down to like on all fours and crab crawls walks up the ceiling. It's good, and it honestly, like again, yeah, she scrambles up the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Very classic stuff. But the effects, like they look good. Like it's not cheesy, really. I, I at least not for me. I, I thought this. Whole... I don't know. The, I think it was when she went up onto the ceiling. It got a little weird for me. I love that stuff. I love when no, the people skittering on ceilings. I like it. I just think it looked a little, it got a little corny mm. um, or, you know, cheesy looking. But again, it's a quick moment and the rest of it is so good. This is nitpicky. Again, nit, nitpicky. Yeah. But the, she drops down from the ceiling and attacks mom and they go flying through the doors of the bathroom into the bathroom itself. Uh Father Mort gets pushed against a, a dresser on the side of the bed, and Father Dan's getting strung up by his, uh, uh, like... By his tie? Or yeah, his, little, his, his little purple scarf. Uh, priest scarf. So they get this really good trucking yeah, shot, like reverse trucking shot of the bed where the kid is possessed, and you can see Father Mort on the side. And as it trucks back, we pass uh, Father Dan being strung up by his scarf, the destroyed uh, doorway to the mm-hmm. bathroom, and then all the way back to uh, the end of the bathroom so we can see that uh, the daughter is, like, shoving the mom underwater into the uh, in the tub to try and drown in the her. Bathtub. It was just a very nice artistic yeah. little even earlier than trucking that, when... shot. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shots of the movie, yeah. actually. Uh, it, it it just looks it looks so good, but it also definitely like cements the comic bookiness of it. Yeah, that's such a like action co- comic movie shot, but it works so well. Um, and even earlier, another brutal part uh, when they first when the mom and the daughter first get like blasted into the um, the bathroom, the daughter like picks her up and just like slams her oh my god in yeah. the sink Through and the it like shatters. It's so brutal. Like that's these, what I'm saying. Yeah. They really fuck these people up. Everybody has their fair share of beatings in this. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, great, great stunts and shit. But Father um, Mort sees the carnage and so ensuing, this and he realizes where... he's like, "Oh wait, I need to, I need to sacrifice myself. I, I need to give the demon what it wants, so I can mm-hmm. save all these other people." Just like the Exorcist buried in the basement. Now, time echoes <laughs> on. <laughs> like calls to like, uh, and <laughs> and so this is where you know the, the demon's been begging him the whole time to like give himself up, and so this is where he resigns himself to it and is like, okay, take me. It, you get this, you know, cool like black vein sort of like demon crawling into his mind shot. You know, it's it's pretty. And awesome as he possesses looking. the priest at his hold on everyone else like slips and they they manage to get both kids uh father dan and the mom out to the car so they can scurry off into the night in the car yeah they so this is when the family drives out of the movie we never see them again they've been they've been saved and again another thing that reminded me of uh the conjuring where it's like once the the problem with the family's resolved they just like scoot themselves right out of the movie (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so the, the family leaves, um, and also when the demons, uh, when the demon's grip on everybody, like, gives out and his, he finally takes possession of, of Father Morth, we get a snap cut to the priest, or the Pope. No, it's the, it's the shitty cardinal. Don't wake daddies up out of the bed. (laughs) 
No, the Pope like shoots up and is like, "Oh my God, yeah, you're right." In his bed, in the <laughs> hospital bed. Flashes. Cut from the Pope yeah. to the to that shitty cardinal, and he's daddy. like just kind of walking around in the Pope's little church, as he said earlier. And he starts getting paranoid. <laughs> the personal church. And he looks the up to uh, the crucifix, and he he sees that uh, there's blood coming from the uh, the wounds. The, the nails. The stigmata uh, yes. wounds. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, ah! Yeah, he loses his mind. He like, <laughs> fucking freaks out. His, compared to what everybody else is dealing with, his reaction is quite over the top. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't know what everyone else is dealing with. Sorry, to him, that was groundbreaking Cut back to him. Father yeah. Gabriel. Oh, no, Go so ahead. like I said, like I said, the kid's face was totally fine and healed. I mean, he had the scratches from the originally, but... The kid was fine otherwise. Same with the daughter. Probably a kink in the neck, but that's it. <laughs> but then we cut back to Father Mom Gabriel. Has a concussion, and, uh, I swear. He is trying to fight off the demon within him. He's like falling through the house and he's like throwing chairs around. He is He's puking up black blood. His oh, eyes yeah. are he's like giving it all he red. He's like st- we keep <laughs> we keep getting all these shots of him dramatically standing like they're like f- f- mid shots of him dramatically standing in the hallway while wind from nowhere is like blowing his like his cloak around and he's like ah! <laughs> and, and wind and papers are like blowing throughout this whole abbey and he's like you're not gonna get me and then he starts like tying a noose to himself yeah he pulls some fucking rope from the construction yeah. shit that's like hanging off the scaffolding and he's like oh no i'm gonna do me like i did all those pigs <laughs> And so he steps off the balcony and like goes all you know straight down. Doesn't snap his neck though, and the demon is like th- using his like like using his voice to speak through him. He's like, "Not yet, I'm not." And then like breaks the rope and flings him to the ground. Yeah. The chandelier falls and <laughs> the chandelier falls behind him, and we get this shot of Father Worth kneeling on the ground and he's doing the Darth Vader. <laughs> like, <"No." laughs> Oh, there's so many good shots. And then he, he, another shot of him, he's running back to the basement. And he's, another classic thing, it's like Batman. Because he's running through the basement. His like eyes are all bleeding. And he's like, ah. And there's like a swarm of cardinals like flocked all around him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so cool though. He gets all oh the way down there after being like led there like a little meat puppet. He does this kind of like shuffle as he's moving through the room that yep. kind of made me laugh because I'm like, that doesn't even look like someone trying to walk. Like, <laughs> he's kind of like skipping back and forth. Maybe, maybe Russell yeah. took a little. <laughs> I think there was some liberties taken tumble. there. <laughs> um, but he gets to, he gets all the way down to the sub, sub, sub basement where uh, the altar is and the Iron Maiden and the, the little pool of water. And he's standing in front of the throne. And he goes to, like, he's hoping to, did I read that? He's hoping to blow himself up because he thinks if he lights a fire, all the demon fart will... Well, he's been taken down here by the demon because the demon's like, this is where I can finish him off. This is where I can I can finish possessing him. Mm-hmm. And Father Moore does, he takes out the, yeah. the Zippo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as he's about to, uh, you know, take some action here with this Zippo, he hears something behind him and he turns around and like the spiritual visage of uh 
like mother mary is like coming mary, up out right? of the water <laughs> and he like kneels before it and this so this like angelic music is like crazy and just as he thinks he's saved the the like ghost turns into the like demon mode form of the girl he was unable to save and she screams at him he goes flying back yeah i really like that scene i yeah that. i thought that was so cool uh the 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 shot there when she was coming out. I also of the like water not gonna awesome. lie, like the, the just like way they did that felt very like it felt very scary. Like, yeah, right. Like, oh here. damn. Like, like, oh yeah. That's that a that's a it's a big it's yeah. a big name to draw into this conflict. Yeah, yeah. Right, was... and like the they like lit her like really bright, and I was like, whoa. It just felt I don't know. I it was nicely done. I was like, whoa. Yeah, shit. I loved it. It's one of my. Uh, more favorite like shots and like scares of yeah. the movie. Uh, and then after that is when uh, Father Dan oh. comes back because um, he was like packing up the, the family and sending them on their way. And he stomps downstairs. He's got his own crucifix ready to go. Or it might even be the silver one that, that Father Gabe had. Um, but then as when he gets down there, he comes into this like antechamber and Father Ramorth has this staff in his hand. He looks like Skeletor sitting on this like skull. Oh throne. yeah, he looks so creepy. <laughs> and Father Dan's like, what you doing? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> and Asmodeus hey, is all doing? smug. Um, and he like, you know, he's taunting, he's taunting Father Dan. He's like, Father Gabe is gone. Do you want to play a game with me? Yeah, he's, it's fucking crazy. He starts levitating um, but, up uh, off the throne and he's like flying around through the air. And Father yeah. Dan's like, I got this. I'm a total novice, but I'll just, I'll yeah, handle this yeah. on my own. I know the prayer. Yeah. Cause he <laughs> believes, you know, Gabriel, he believes Gabriel's still in there, which like, sure. And but he went, when he first says, like, I know you're still in there, Gabriel, uh, like, you know, Asmodeus and Gabe's body, like, slams the staff on the ground and all of the runes and sigils on the stones, like, burst into flame. And, like, they, they are, like, lit, oh, like, yeah. like, almost, like, molten stone. It, it becomes just, like, it becomes like yeah. a level from yep. doom, like, immediately. Yeah, it's really cool, though. I don't <laughs> I know. Was I it. was into it. Me too. And then, like Eric said, he starts he starts levitating. More black veins and shit are, like, coming out of his eyes. Uh, he's hovering above that, like, big pit of water. Um, and, like, Gabe is just... Uh, not Gabe. Um, uh, Father Dan's, like, doing the exorcism. I guess he's, like... Yeah, uh, we got to this point, and I was like, what are we watching? But, yeah. like, not in, like, the... <laughs> Not in the like, what the fuck are we watching? The like, this right? It escalates so cool. really crazy. <laughs> what are we watching? Yeah, yeah. I did not expect it to go this hard no. at the end. So he he kind of presents um, the cross and says his little Christian incantation, and it it sends uh, Father Mort possessed flying into one of the stone pillars. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's actually doing it. You know, father, father Dan runs over to try and help him. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rosaria, the demon Rosaria, like sneaks out from behind the thing and throws, uh, father Dan across the room into the iron maiden. The iron maiden falls over and plops open yeah. and who shows up the girl, uh, the, the visage of the girl he was fucking. <laughs> yeah, and she is absolutely and now she's, she's like carry drenched in blood and she's totally naked hops up and yeah, pins yeah. Dan to the ground and I was like oof <coughs> <laughs> we also get like a shot um, cause, cause basically when 
um, Father Dan like finished his you know recitation of the of the prayer the exorcism and sent Gabe like flying back. That was like that actually worked. Like the the Asmodeus like sort of like lost his control over Gabe. Then um, we also got a cool like you know another another staple. We got a big like jaw mm-hmm. long jaw opening shot of mm, uh, yeah of Russell Crowe. Um, but yeah, so now that. Uh, Father Dan's being strangled by like his naked girlfriend. Um, uh, the Rosario is like uh, uh, Rosaria is attacking um, Gabe, who's like regained consciousness now, like he's back into his body. Um, and so both priests are fighting him off, and Dan I think gets gets one up first and like slams like a some sort of like religious symbol, like a coin or something. I forget if it was, like, something important that he referenced I earlier. I think it's something important, like, like in his yeah. Spanish culture that is also but religious. But, dude, he slams it into the forehead of, the, of like, you know, the, the demon version of his girlfriend. And it starts searing her forehead. And then the camera, like, cuts to, like, a farther out shot of the two of them. And she pops, like, a water balloon. Oh, my God, yeah. It's amazing. All these boils, like, start to erupt all over her body at once and just fucking blows up, splashing blood, like, 50 gallons of blood in every direction. I was like, woo! It's it's so good. And Father Dan's just standing there still, like, (laughs) with the thing still up in the air. Yeah. And he's like, uh... It's so much blood, but but I another like really great effect that I loved in this movie. Like this whole end scene is just nonstop craziness. I wonder if that was a fun thing to film or a terrible thing to film. <laughs> um, uh, it looked the one. blood. All right, so the the blood here, honestly, it's very red. But for movie blood, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it looks very wet and fun. It's very yeah. It's very red, but it works because this scene is like so dark and also very yeah like, it provides great colored. contrast so then all that red just suddenly yeah. everywhere is really awesome uh and then so father uh dan like <laughs> it's like it's like tossing a sword to your partner in like an action movie yes. he's like he's like here gabe and he like tosses the silver cross and gabe like catches it and i swear he goes to put it on the demon rosaria's forehead and there's almost like the the sound of a laser gun charging. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and he, yep. It, I was like, wait, what is happening? And he puts it up to her head, and her it's like the demon starts going like molten, like from within side, um, and then gets thro- like thrown back into the pit of water uh, that was there. And this this is such a cool effect. As the demon like lands in the water and goes under like the water transforms into lava yeah or it's, like it's lava because oh, it's getting yeah, pressed yeah. back down into hell yeah and the demon's like it's like drag me to hell where she's like trying to like like drag her way up and the lava's like clinging to her and yeah it's pretty sick it, it she gets like this crazy demon face like that cha- she changes into this like insane looking demon face as she's like being dragged down and down and then there's like one last scream and she goes under and then like all the lava like poofs out and like slams the priests back it's it's so cool and the day is saved um, and then the the day is saved the water goes back to being normal water <laughs> and i think like the next thing they, they all like they sit up and they're like oh oh we made it 
and then like Father Gabe is like, "Hey, I'm I'm not feeling too bad." And then he pulls out his fucking whiskey that he's been sipping from the whole movie. He takes another swig. He's like, oh, "My throat, you know, <laughs> you know, just the possession and everything." <laughs> 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 and he offers it to Father Dan, and Father Dan's finally like, yeah, I'm going to need one of these. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, let me get a pull off that. Let me get a rip off that, bro. And uh, and then, yeah, next thing, that you know, it fades out from that shot. Next thing, we get another Vespa. We're back <laughs> to the Vatican City. He's putt-putting back to the Vatican. Uh, turns out the Pope, it was fine, I guess. You know, he's all well and good. He's back back in his, his little church. And uh, Father Gabe pulls up with... Uh, with Father Dan, and he like has brought him to the Vatican, and he introduces him to the Pope. That's a big this day, big day for Dan. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so, after he has his little conversation with the Pope, I think the Pope like tells him he's like, "You got to go to the like library. There's like something there." You well, he asks see. him about the shitty cardinal. He's and like, so, "What uh, what happened? What about that guy? Isn't he trying to get me fired?" And he's like, "Well, that guy's on sabbatical oh, yeah. in." Vietnam or something. Yeah. And <laughs> Father Gabe's like, oh, I'll pray for Vietnam then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it. another fun little quip from yes. Father uh, Father Gabe. Um, and this is now, this is the end of the movie where they go to the library and we get the, the like, MCU setup where they find out, you know, because they brought that map back. So they find out that there's, like you said earlier, like 200 other demons that that they're like, uh, Father Gabe, you have to go, you have to help uh, help the church eliminate these 200 other 199. demons. 199. And then the two of them are like, well, I guess it's time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, that's that's 199 more. It's like, it's such a setup to like the, the adventures of Father Dan and it's Father It's so Amor. good though. It's like, a, it is very comic booky and it's a, it's pretty corny because they are in this like super fancy schmancy like fucking library where like they have all these like nuns and scholars running around. They're all doing stuff with different artifacts. It's very There's, like, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. National, National Treasure. Treasure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, there's all these, like, you know, crazy religious artifacts. They There's, like, this giant, like, thing dangling from the ceiling. It, it's, like, there's... And they have all the pieces of the map, like, on a, like, Pepe Sylvia board. Ugh. <laughs> 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 But it, it's great. It sets up, you know, I, who knows if we're going to get a sequel. I think I saw somebody, I don't know if it was Polygon or who it was, but they were like, <laughs> can we get an HBO series like now? Like, what are we waiting for? Yes. I would I would love to see either of them, but yes, it just does such a better job of setting up the idea that like, okay, now we're going to do a exorcism like, you know, franchise series where we're fighting off all the like super demons but it does it in a way that is way more entertaining and fun and funny and believable than uh the end of pray for the devil because they did try to do the same thing yeah yeah but you know what it is though is so they did a really good job with the casting for the family i think like you know all, all, all of them were really good um you know they they were a, like a solid foundation for the movie and then you have like Russell Crowe just absolutely kills it and he's so entertaining to watch. Like I could watch like a handful more movies with him just doing his thing and just fighting other demons. Like cuz I know that even if the like, you know, the other stuff is not as good as his movie, like I'll still have a good time watching 
<laughs> like hamming it, with, yeah. Like, bop around on a Vespa, yeah. And and his uh, you know, his acting with uh, Father Dan, like they're they're like a fun like play yeah. off each other. Like it's a good time. And then you could add in other exorcists, like throw in a like sassy nun in the next movie. Like you know, listen, I'm here for it. I think I agree with the series. I think that would be a lot of fun. Little demon of the week situation, a little bit like supernatural. That would be like so fun. All I'm saying is Ed and Lorraine better watch the throne because you know Gabriel and yeah Father Esquibel are coming for yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, he he really. This was the first time where I was like, oh, I, I, it's a game of the same feeling as, you know, when I first fell in love with those, that husband and wife in that first Conjuring movie. Yep. I could definitely watch a handful more movies. Crossover <laughs> event. Oh, yeah. Give me, yeah, <laughs> give me one of those. Watch uh, Russell Crowe trying to act with Vera Farmiga. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I mean that's and that's the Pope's Exorcist, a huge, gigantically pleasant surprise for me. You know, I don't, I, you know, obviously this, I don't think this movie is a masterpiece or of like horror cinema. Like it's not gonna rank up. It's ain't no, ain't no pearl, you know. But like it's so, it's so fun. Like I'll definitely watch this movie again just if I'm looking to just like pop something on. Uh, just like just easy watching. It, it's it's just a good time. I I, I like. Couldn't recommend yeah, it more. I, I, especially if you're into exorcist movies and were really disappointed with uh, Pope's exorcist. Or not Pope's, uh, the, the, the Devil in Me is a completely different one. There's so many. But I, 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 I definitely agree so with you. Many. I think, I, I, th- I said it earlier, I, I don't think it's, you know, a scary movie by any sense of the word. But exorcism slots absolutely into the horror genre. And I think as far as exorcism movies go, this is a fucking roller coaster very entertaining um aside from apologizing away f- uh the spanish inquisition it doesn't <laughs> do inquisition. too much of uh yeah. sucking the church's dick so I, i'm coming to i'm about that yeah 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 less of that please in in our exorcism movies but now this one you know is very very tolerable church involvement wise oh uh, yeah so that's it everyone go check out pope's exorcist uh do we have anything else um, some final cuts maybe Small, small final cuts. Um, Well, I personally just saw Evil Dead rise uh, yesterday as the time of this recording. Uh, It was Uh, fucking amazing. So jealous. Everyone needs to see that. I don't think I need to tell anyone to go see that. Um, But (laughs) And we also don't need to tell anyone that we will be doing an episode. Oh, yeah, that's coming up next. But I do want to highlight there are some fun video game news this week. I will start off with Blasphemous. We're getting a sequel to Blasphemous. It's Blasphemous 2. It's pretty simple title. Uh, But it looks fucking sick. If anyone is, you know, unfamiliar, it's a adventure, almost Metroidvania platforming fighter. Definitely a Metroidvania. I loved the first game. It was fucking great. I can't. You know, for Metroidvania fans, I can't recommend it enough. Other than that, we have some really fun news about the Texas Chainsaw game. That's going to be available day one oh, yeah. for uh, Xbox Game Pass users. Uh, and that's going to be coming out August 18th. So oh, we can't wait. all of you Game Pass users, you're going to get, uh, you know, an open door right into the Texas Chainsaw game 
in August, and I cannot be mm-hmm. more excited. I I am thrilled. I'm very excited to see how it stacks up against the Friday the Thirteenth game, because I believe it is made by the same uh, mm-hmm. game company. Yeah, I hope I hope it's gonna be a good time. You'll definitely see us play it though on the uh, Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so look forward to that. And you know where you can find out news about the Twitch stream um, on the Discord. You should join the Discord. On the Discord. Join the Discord. Come have fun with us. We have the. You know, we we should when we publish this episode. Now that we've mentioned this, we should put the link. I have Discord. been putting the link for the Discord in the last three episodes. Look at <laughs> oh, him; well, he's I a good boy. <laughs> oh, I know. I went back and added it <laughs> myself. I was like, oh, oh, we gotta put that in there. <laughs> good. See, this is why. This is why teamwork. There's the both of us. You know, <laughs> teamwork. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, check out the Discord, check out the Twitch stream. You know, we did actually. Uh, here's a final cut for me. We watched another exorcism movie oh, yes. that came out this year, um, called called Consecration. Now we didn't do an episode on it because there was just too many options of things to cover at the time, uh, so that one kind of slid by us. But we did check it out last weekend, and another uh, pleasant surprise. Uh, n- not the same as this movie at all. A very different Quite, vibe. Yeah. Um, it was Definitely. almost like uh, I think our one friend said it was. It was almost more like um, uh, Exorcist meets. Shutter I think it was Island. me. I think I said that. <laughs> yeah. Was it you? I wasn't sure which Eric it was it, um, it, that said it's, it. It's kind of about a girl who's going to investigate the uh, the death of her brother uh, at a convent where they have very um, bizarre practices as far as mm. devotion. Yes. And that's all I'll say about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's definitely one of those ones where you just gotta watch it because there's a bit of a Shamalanian twist at the end. <laughs> what about you, Heather? Any final cuts? Renfield. I'm very excited for Renfield. Uh, we have not seen it yet. Oh uh, yeah, we're going on Tuesday. To, going no, on. We're going to see. Uh, no, we're seeing Evil Dead Evil Tuesday. Dead Tuesday. We'll probably have to um, go. Still want to go this week though. So. Yeah, definitely want to we'll pro- catch that. We'll definitely that. have seen it before you hear from us next. Um. Because that just looks like a whole bag of fun. <laughs> I hear it is. Yeah. Lovely. That's, that's mine. Sweet. Well, I think that's a wrap for this week's episode. Uh, thank you like, once again, uh, demons and devils out there, for checking us out. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, leave a comment if you can. That All that stuff kind of Tell helps. your you friends. Know, the normal things. Um, Rate and review. Tell your mom. Rate and review. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tell your mom. <laughs> Tell your dad. So yeah, hail, hail Asmodeus and uh, creep it real, everybody. I think that's I it. I love creep it real. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.